When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. are going to be predicting what could possibly be in this upcoming not yet announced we don't know if it's going to get announced Nintendo Direct. Uh, it seems like it's happening seems like there's it's happening. a lot of smoke uh, might be some fire I think so uh, what was your predicted date again mine was Thursday uh, which is the day that this podcast Wednesday is out. or Thursday so we should say yes we are recording this On as Monday. always Monday yes. morning is when we record I was checking Twitter Nothing 6 a.m., 7 a.m., on the hour. Yep, nothing um, yet. Nothing yet. And I don't think, if they don't announce it in the morning hours, it won't be announced. I don't think it will be. That's, the, that's the, been the pattern. The, the pattern, Even if it's yeah. in the afternoon, they typically will do it um, in the morning. 24 hours in the morning, though, usually. Yeah, they'll give the, themselves a little bit more than 24. Pre-promotion. Right. Roughly. Um, Roughly. It's great because yeah, you know we we're actually going out to shoot a video tomorrow. So. I know. We hope that it would be on a Tuesday. I like... I get why they do it. It's annoying, though, because it's like, I got to rearrange my whole life because I get the 24-hour notice of yeah. a Nintendo Direct, like, drop, yeah. it, drop everything and do this. Yeah, exactly. You know? So I was actually quite happy that it wasn't going to be tomorrow, which is Tuesday. Yeah. And hopefully these predictions will be on the day that the Direct comes out on Thursday. Right, right. So if, that, if the, the universe aligns, these predictions will be quite relevant, hopefully. Yeah, and uh, based on our last uh, episode where we predicted Hogwarts Legacy will get a 62 Metacritic score, clearly <laughs> we are the prediction experts oh, no. that you come to oh, no. for these top-notch predictions. I apologize in advance to Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> you said 62. I said I 68. I'm redeemed. I know. I had such low hopes. Now I'm like, I should play this game. Anyways, but focus. Focus. Nintendo Direct predictions yes. is what we're doing. We'll be getting to that. Um, of course, everything that we do here on this channel is made possible by our wonderful Patreon subscribers. Indeed. Thank you very much for your continued support. Um, you can join us at patreon.com slash kitandkrista. Tons of cool tiers to choose from. Five of them, in fact. Yeah. 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 So maybe look into it and see which one is the one for you. And it's really fun and we love our community and it's the best having them around. Um, we should say we have this goal to get back to Japan in the summer. Yes. And I don't think we talked a little bit about some of the specifics of what we wanted to do. Yeah. Um, we'd like to go in mid-July to go to a show called Bit Summit, 
which is a show that you and I have both not been to Never before, been to. Heard and lots I've of always wanted to go. Great things. It's sort of an indie-focused show mm-hmm. that started fairly recently and is, was more of a Japan developer-oriented thing. Now, yeah. now it seems very global. Right, which is awesome. And it's great that um, it's actually in our home work town of Kyoto. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we would love to go to BitSummit to you know meet developers, meet, meet up with our old friends there. But we also really want to show you around Kyoto and show you all of the secret spots that we used to go to with the developer friends that mm-hmm. we had there, what we used to do when we would go on these work trips to Kyoto um, to visit the Nintendo headquarters. So we have tons of little little nooks and crannies that we'd like to to show you guys of, of stuff that you probably have never known um, was in Kyoto. So yeah. that's a big part of why we want to go back to Japan and make that make that content for you. Right. We also have a lot of special friends who are in Japan who we weren't able to really feature in videos when we were at Nintendo. Yeah. Who uh, now we can bring them in and have all sorts of mm-hmm. special guests and exactly. all, all sorts of fun things with them. Yeah. So help us get there. Help us um, make all of this amazing content for you by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash kittenkrista. That's right. Um, special week for us. Not only is it possibly Nintendo Direct mm. Week, but it is also the one-year anniversary of this here podcast and channel. That's right. You know what's funny is that one year ago, when we had our first episode come out, it was also around a Nintendo Direct. So. Well. So. <laughs> these things are almost so. like they're on a formula or on a schedule <laughs> or something. I don't We're know. We're on a formula and yes. schedule? Oh. I didn't realize um, that. We're so predictable. No, not us. Them. Oh. Jeez. <gasps> I was Come like, on. I, I have some excitement left in me, guys. I um, feel like I'm full of surprises. Yeah, we're just cranking delight. these out. <laughs> I have some surprise and delight left in really? this old body here. Um, <laughs> the anniversary is Friday. Yes. Uh, so Can't that's, believe it. If you're going to have a celebration, that's the day to do it. Uh, We're going to be so. Yes, we have a fun segment in a little bit uh, looking back at some of our uh, best and worst moments yes. of the first year. There have been a lot. Follies. Gaffs. Oh. Yeah. There's been many. Whiffs. <laughs> Misses, but also hits. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, so that'll be wonderful. You can look forward to that. Also, this week, uh, we are streaming this week. And this is a stream that, when you're hearing this, has probably already happened. Yes. Uh, we will be streaming Hi-Fi Rush. Woo! Um, I have not yet to try this game out. You have played a bit, but sort of stopped. Well, and now people are like, stream it. So I think you're going to go so back to So we it. did ask our Patreon subscribers, should we stream this or Fire, Fire Emblem? Emblem? And yeah. surprisingly, they chose Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah. Um, this is a game, now, you know, it's been a few days since I stopped playing it. I think in retrospect, maybe I was too hasty mm. in giving it up. You know me, I, I don't like playing multiple games at once. You don't. Um, you were trying to so juggle was, a few things. I was juggling that in Fire Emblem, and there's a couple games that are under embargo that we're working, we're chewing through now Ooh. that I can't mention. Yes, um, get so, ready so for that later. I was feeling the crunch, and I think I was like, I gave... You had to give one up, and that was your unfortunate, exactly. like, X out thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to uh, come back to it and uh, go a little bit further. It'll be fun that. to play with the community. I, I think, think it'll so. be fun, and I'm sure they'll give you lots of encouragement. Hopefully it won't be too hard to, like, play a rhythm game and sort of talk right. at the same time. Well, that's time. where you come in. That's my job. Yeah. <laughs> to entertain the masses. It's not to look a, at your phone with a song while and I'm dance. playing this game and doing well, the one-man band of the streaming and the talking <laughs> and the It's like that the thing comments. with like the symbols and the knee yeah. tabs. You're like, sim- but there is a famous video, a non-Nintendo Minute video that we've done before where you and I played Rhythm Heaven on Wii. 
Oh, remember yeah. that? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, we should tell that, that story later. That was a pre-Nintendo minute. Exactly, yeah. pre-Nintendo minute. That was when I realized how incredibly difficult it mm. is to like Multitask keep up like a, that. keep up the chat, right. as they say, mm -hmm. and um, the banter while you play a rhythm game because it totally throws you off. So I'm kind yeah, of with excited. a game like that. That that is really hard. I'm kind of excited to like poke fun at you, yeah. and have fun on stream. This game, I think it'll be okay <laughs> because like the the rhythm is very constant. It's not yeah. like you know rhythm heaven where it's always changing. You gotta do it one off, of these things, and you really need to like listen to the music closely. I think it's gonna be okay. Now. Yeah. We'll see how, we'll see uh, small tease of my Nintendo Direct predictions. Oh. Hi-Fi Rush might be there. Oh. That's my predict. That's a prediction. Oh. Of mine. Don't. We're not getting ahead of ourselves though. <laughs> Wait for that. Get Wait there for that. Soon. Yes. Um, um, last thing. Uh, going back to to Patreon, there is now an exciting new feature on Patreon, which maybe you're interested in. You do a free trial. I know. I was like, this is very interesting. Right. So we, we did open it up. Yes, it's opened up to our most popular tier, which is the first tier, mm -hmm. which gets you onto our Discord. It gets you early access to this here podcast. Yes. Um, ask questions to us for it to answer on the podcast. So you can sign up for a one-week free trial of that. Yeah. Uh, on Discord and check it out. I think you should. I think you should check it out. We talk about our wonderful Discord community and some of these amazing benefits all the time, but see for yourself. I think it's a great way to just kind of experience uh, what our Patreon community and benefits have to offer you. So yeah, we hope you sign up for the free trial and give it a try and, and then stay with us because it's, it's a good time. Right, right. It's, uh, it's a cool new feature. I'm glad that they added it. Yeah, um, it's very nice. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, before we get into our uh, one-year celebration and Nintendo Direct predictions, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Thank you, BetterHelp. Wow, thank you. Uh, you know, when you are at your best and you are just humming, you can do great things. Uh, but I think we all experience that feeling of getting a little bogged down and not being our best selves. Yeah, it's easy to just have all of the stress of life um, kind of overwhelm you and yeah, bog you down. And, and then you don't feel like you are operating at the optimal level, which um, can't, you know, sometimes it's not feel that great. And yeah. this is where better help therapists can come and really support you and help you to become your better self. Yes, whether it's a specific challenge you're having or just how to deal with the challenges that life throws at you in general, BetterHelp is really well suited to that. We have both been using it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Very easy to go ahead and sign up for that. Take a very detailed questionnaire, find out what you want to focus on, get matched with a therapist, and you can talk to them on video. Audio, text. text, change it up, whatever you want to do. Yeah, you can even change therapists if you want to find someone that vibes better with you. Um, I love how easy and how how many options there are for you to just delve into the world of therapy, even though that world might seem a little bit intimidating at Yes, times. makes it much easier to jump into that. Yeah. So, if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there. Visit betterhelp.com slash kittenkrista today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E. ELP.com slash kitten Krista. We'll put the um, link here and also in the description below. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. It is our anniversary period. One year anniversary. That's my little party blower <laughs> thing. Um, I put together some some little facts oh, and figures. Infographic? Uh, we could do it. We should. You should do an infographic oh, for us. Oh, we should do in the spirit of Nintendo. Yes, we should do as an our as our uh, visual wizard. We should put this <laughs> Take together. That. Um, so, uh, it is episode fifty-two. There are fifty-two weeks in a year. 
We did do one episode of this podcast every, every single, single week year. over the past year. Oh, every single week this in the last year. Yes. yes. I'm so quite proud of that. I think that's a, I think that's a good That's quite an achievement. achievement. Yes. Yeah, and we I remember when we first got onto a weekly schedule for Nintendo Minute, it was so scary for right. me. Um but that all that training that that the rigor that we had um making yeah. weekly Nintendo Minute videos has has prepped us Gloriously, it's true for this, and it was not no problem. Just knock it out. Yeah, knock they it would out say like, week. "Oh, well, when you start making content or making content for YouTube, the hardest thing is to be consistent." It's like, guess we, what? We're we're fine with that. Yeah, don't, we don't are worry. very very good, um, good at that. Even the week I was beyond sick and could barely talk. Oh, there you I had was. A, yeah. I was. I we did it. You you did it when you were healthy and not yes. healthy, which is not great. I don't think we should do that again. <laughs> You've done that too. You've been in Nintendo Minute videos when you were ill. Uh, well, that was great. a different story because I yeah. actually came in to do those. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, we have done videos remotely when I was in another country. That's true. Uh, yeah, I was in Switzerland for right. one of the episodes, which was yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, in a, yeah, yeah. like a like a little gable ski chalet in a in the chalet in wow. the Swiss Alps. No, just kidding. Eating um, the raclette. Oh, I did eat some raclette Don't there. Get the raclette on your microphone. This is what's the beauty of these great, you know. Um, Remote solutions right. that we're able to just like keep it going, and it's it hasn't felt like you know like a chore or anything like that. It's it's been really enjoyable, right. even even in you know when you're on vacation, it's been fun to do them. Yes, so the marvels know. of living in today is not that your village will get raided and pillaged and burned down by barbarians. It's that you can podcast from you anywhere. Podcast That's the great anywhere. achievement of the future. Woo! Who cares about my village getting burned down? <laughs> um, so uh, there is a. Okay, 316 videos on our YouTube channel. That's, that's way crazy. that's way more than I thought. Admittedly, a lot of those are shorts that are cut downs yeah. of our existing videos, but wow, that is way more than I would have thought. There was 429 Nintendo Minute videos yes. for the lifetime of Nintendo Minute, right. and we're already almost there in one year. Wow, yeah. Yeah, I think we're over, between podcast and Super Kit and Krista, we're over 100 on just on those and then there's of course all these other odds and ends look at uh, that 800 plus tweets that's you and tweeting away that's all you just tweeting just, through it that's me clickety clacking yeah. on that <laughs> twitter keyboard getting, getting these uh riffs off these gags off these <laughs> takes yes your your grant your hot grammy takes last night i saw that we should have won <laughs> uh we have over 180 instagram posts Ooh. Uh, a lot of great photos and then 163 TikToks. Well, today you oh, shared a special we TikTok. We had a TikTok me. that went over a million views. It's our first, our first one million one. dollar yes. baby, as we call it. And well, I, I didn't get a where's, cake. Where's my million dollars then? I need a million dollars. Still and waiting a cake. for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we did. It was a um, TikTok that you shot at the Game Awards. Right. We had a great seat at the Game Awards. We had a really thank, good thank seat. Thank you, yeah. Jeff Keeley. Um, it was so much fun, and we took a video of um, the actors from. The Last, uh, the Last of, of Us, us meeting, meeting the voice actors from the game, from yes. the game, and that video, because of of course of the popularity of the Last of Us show, has uh, been become our first million dollar baby. So there stop you go. calling it that. We didn't get a million dollars. I just like calling it that. <laughs> we got literally zero dollars. Zero dollars. There's zero dollar yeah. million view baby. Yeah. Also, uh, YouTube. Our useless baby. <laughs> YouTube recently make a big deal about how on, on YouTube Shorts you can start making money on these. Uh -huh. You can really cash sure in. You can. Um, sure so you everybody can. was like, here we go, February 1st, I'm gonna be rich. No, and, then you and, then I, and then I checked it, it's like, we had one, it was like, oh, you made uh, eight cents, congratulations. <laughs> eight cent baby, here we come. This is why you need to go to patreon.com slash Kim because these YouTube yeah, shorts are doing, doing our, our year annual taxes right now. And, <laughs> oh, uh, God. Yeah, 
So uh, join us uh, at patreon.com slash Kit and Krista. Thanks. Uh, okay, so enough of these numbers. Uh, we have uh, come up with four little fun categories to talk about. Our biggest challenge, our biggest surprise, the most valuable thing we learned, and the craziest unexpected moment. I will say that we cannot take full credit for these or any credit because our wonderful superstars Correct. came up with these categories. Yes. So thank you. Uh, I do have multiple answers to each question. Oh my gosh. Um, so, All right. Would you like to begin? I would like you Biggest to begin challenge. since you had right. so many multiple So I have, I have a short-term challenge and a long-term challenge. Some oh, of these boy. challenges, I just can't shake them. Uh, the short-term challenge was, I don't know if we ever talked about this, when we started doing the podcast, for the first couple episodes, we had a slightly different audio setup. Mm. Um, and we did not have these same microphones that we had now. And we're actually using two different audio recorders. Yeah. They could only take one mic each. But we did this oh, thing, yeah. which was supposedly an industry standard where you clap and then you, you get the file in and you match where the clap is. Oh, yeah, the clap. And, and it's perfectly matched up. Well, that over time, and again, this is a two hour podcast, over time, there was like a 0.001 second difference in, in the two recordings. Yeah that once you got to the end of the podcast became really noticeable. Right. Like for the first 30 minutes or so, you couldn't tell, but it was so slow to happen. Right. Um, and again, this was like literally our first podcast and I, it, we had to do it for the first couple before I could figure out what was going on yeah. and, and get some new equipment. That was bad. That was like the night before. That was, a, that was like major freak outs of like, yeah. oh my gosh, what is happening? Yeah. I didn't know what we were doing. Um, and like there, there seemed to be no frantic good, googling. I had to come up with my own fix for this. Like somebody like this is like my first time like doing this. I had yeah. to come up with a fix. Yeah, you had to basically add these like silence bubbles. Right. Like just add millisecond silence bubbles through like at strategic <clears throat> points so that yeah. it would like even out the two right. audio tracks. It's crazy. It was crazy. It's crazy that there was no like other people had encountered this, but there seemed to be no solution. Yeah. Um it's crazy how the human brain can detect that. Like the the amount of difference in the tracks mm -hmm. was so. It was like it literally point oh 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 something. Yeah, but it sounded wrong. Yeah, it, it like was very noticeable. Like in the last right. 20, 30 minutes or so of right. an episode. Right, and eventually, you know, we figured that out and figured out what we needed to get. So that mm -hmm. we've been fine since then. But wow, that was yeah. uh, stressful and weird and bad. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll go with it. That was my um, short term challenge. I will go with an with a technical challenge as well because. Oh no. Um, you were dealing with a lot of audio stuff. I uh -huh. was dealing with a lot of video stuff because, again, you know, I've never been an editor before. So I learned everything. I, I did take, like, a Final Cut Pro class, like, way, way, yeah. way, 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 way back when we started Nintendo Minute. Um, but, you know, I hadn't been regularly editing at all for many years. And so I basically had to learn um, how to do it. And... Obviously, we have a video version of our podcast as well. I think you probably noticed in the first few episodes, there was like very little bells and whistles only yeah. because I did not know how to do them. Oh. Um, but then like, you know, you figure it out along the way. But like that first episode, there was like, we shoot on an iPhone as you guys have pointed out and, and maybe mocked us for. I don't know. Um, but the way that Premiere Pro ingests your iPhone footage does something really weird with the color. And so... I was just spending like like hours trying to color correct our footage. To be fair though, color correction is your obsession. It when, is. When we did but Nintendo it, Minute, you, you would just tell. send detailed notes to the editors about color correction and yeah. I was like, what looks okay to me. I yeah, I don't know. You you don't you don't seem to be I think other people can tell, but I definitely just felt like we looked like uh, very like unnatural. Uh, like the coloring was just so like blue hued. Yeah. 
Um, so I just, again, I couldn't figure out a fix for it. I had to like do all of this research. And this is the thing, like you never expect yourself to be like deep in a premier Adobe forum. And then you're like, there, here I Until am. Until you're there. Until you're there. Yeah. Like doing research on these technical things. I think both of these issues, sort of short-term challenges have been like resolved to this point. We're much more comfortable, I think, yeah. with our production, yeah. which is awesome. Like I, I still can't believe like, how fast now I can like throw true. an edit together. Um, Slapdash. <laughs> get it on, get it on. I'm so good at it now. Like I'm proud of myself. I'm really truly proud of myself because yeah. I'm like, yeah, I like know what to do. Like I know what I'm doing. Right. Um, for, of course I'm learning new stuff all the time, but uh, um, I just feel like from that first couple of weeks of feeling so just scared and not sure if the quality was gonna be up to par and like all that stuff for your first few episodes, um, to like where I think we both are now on the mm -hmm. production front, and it's like, oh, it feels like a lot better. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my other challenge is like, you know, we've been tweaking our schedule for this channel like since day one. Yeah. And hopefully now with this latest tweak where we're alternating weeks of streaming and doing Super Kit and Christmas 64, yeah. hopefully that's the one that we can stick with. Oh my gosh, um, I know. It took like a year to if you've been, If you've been with us over this first year, uh, you'll, you'll notice that we've made a couple changes to everything but the podcast. The podcast, yeah, the podcast has always remained perfect. the anchor. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, fingers crossed that this is the one that sticks. Yeah, yeah. I think um, it's really interesting from kind of along the same lines is that one of the challenges was like, how do we like keep our Nintendo Minute his history intact, but also like... Well, we failed at that, it's gone. Well, I didn't do it, Nintendo did it. How are you redeeming this statement? Keep going. You're not listening to me. <laughs> and that, it's like, gone. Like, Nintendo Minute is like part of what built us into who we are as people, and like, wow. you know, do you not agree uh -huh. with that? I think so. I grew into the man I am today. <laughs> it made me the woman I am today, people. No, but it's true. Like, and then, but now we want to like move beyond it too right. and do like more other new creative fun things. Yeah. So it's like, um, how do we do that? And I think that was why we struggled with the schedule because we mm -hmm. like tried really hard with Super Kit and Chris's 64 to like bring that Nintendo Minute format over, but... I'm not sure if that is like the direction we should go, you know? So now we have like a, a, a kind of a different focus yeah. a bit. We have more of the, you know, we're, we're interested in doing streaming as something that we've never done before and we want to do that more regularly. Mm -hmm. um, obviously this podcast is something that we've never done before. So it, it does seem to kind of like validate the fact that, yeah, we should like move beyond that. And I think that just took, took us a little bit to, to, to like get there. Yeah. Like mentally and, and from a production and content perspective. Yeah, I had that under under biggest surprise, which is just, oh, okay. you know, we those first episodes of Super Kit and Crystal 64, which were then called the Kit and Crystal Show. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace <laughs> to that name. Um, they were basically Nintendo Minute. And we were just like, well, we'll just continue that on and do that same kind of stuff. But yeah, it's interesting that people wanted us to do something that was entirely new and different. And, That's fine. You know, we can do it. And this podcast is something that was new and has gone great. And yeah, uh, yeah I think we can do it. Yeah. So is that your biggest surprise? I have more. Um, I think this this is one that we constantly talk about is like how many people, we only really started to hear this after Nintendo Minute ended, but it's really been consistent over the past year. How many people first got exposed to us watching on their the 3DS? 3DS. Yes, that was my biggest surprise too. Right. The, the, this nostalgia and connection 
that people have to their 3DS and watching Nintendo Minute on 3DS and watching us on a 3DS and feeling like we were part of their childhood on right. their 3DS is something that is completely surprising and amazing to me. I'm like, how do I, how do we pay some nostalgic homage to that, you know? Yeah. Because um, I want to. I think that's awesome. That's like so, so Yeah, I mean, I guess unique. it was people who were, you know, young enough that they didn't have like... YouTube. Their own tablet or computer yeah. or anything. And this was their way to watch things. So cool. Uh, or it was like, oh, I got grounded and I couldn't watch TV. So I had to, I was just stuck <laughs> in my room and, and watch up, this. All of you. Yeah, but you're that's that's something that I, I would have never thought of. Yeah. But we consistently hear from so many people. Yeah, and I love that. I think that, and I remember you posted that um, uh, Kit and Chris you can podcast still you can still watch this podcast 3DS. on your 3ds on the yeah. on the YouTube app. And then I think one of our best performing videos was the Street Pass video yeah. too, which yeah. was also 3ds related. Right. So there's something about the connection that people have with the 3ds, which is their form of nostalgia, which kind of equates to like our fondness for like an SNES, for example. Yeah. 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 That really translates to like their core memories of watching us. Yeah. Like yeah. That, which is really cool. <laughs> uh, the one other thing I had under surprise is just like the the strength of our discord community and just the community overall mm -hmm. yeah um we did not have discord when we launched um this whole thing yeah and i think we were both a little like Scared. skeptical yeah. of it of I was like nervous about like what opening up this kind of like really just like consistent two-week conversation right. would be like Oh no, the two-way conversation. Yeah, You're like Nintendo. You don't want to do dialogue. it. No, I want to do it. One way. But I want. I don't. <laughs> me wanna, to you and not the other I way. I don't want people to be mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I come in. No one's mean. Yeah, I'm already. You're already mean enough for the whole community. No one's mean to me. Everyone's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I think we saw it as like, well, that's maybe a nice to have. I don't know. Like, is it gonna, yeah. is it is it worth it? Does it make a difference? Um, oh my gosh, it's so worth. But we just jumped in, and yeah, it was. It's been amazing. It's it, that has really been like a transformative thing. Yeah. For this whole year of like yeah. really getting to know the community and you know being part of those conversations and seeing how wonderful everybody is, uh, that's been really just honestly heartwarming. Yeah, I think getting to know the community in this deeper way. Um, was a surprise, but in the best way. Like, mm -hmm. it's always something that I hoped for. Yeah. And I always felt close to, you know, the community when we were at Nintendo as well. Like, I felt like we were always at least listening and we knew what, what you know, they were talking about and thinking about. Mm -hmm. But to really, like, have that be... To really get to know them as individuals and become, like, friends yeah. and stuff like that has been, like really amazing like i really truly look forward to our like monthly meetups yeah because i get to see them and it's mm -hmm. like oh this is like you kind of it's like it's like looking forward to like you know meeting your friends right to play video games mm -hmm. which is what we do during those monthly meetups and but it's like oh is so-and-so gonna be there like i wonder how they're doing people share like personal stuff mm -hmm. like we we celebrate their personal wins and things like this I'm, like, yeah. I'm buying a house you know like that's awesome so right. it just feels like you're getting to know them as like people versus this like homogenous group of nintendo fans right, right right and that's been just like the most wonderful surprise and yeah that's something that i wanted to do for a long time but didn't think that we'd be able to like build that so quickly yeah. so all right the most valuable thing you've learned <laughs> what is it what is it? How to rap? <laughs> um, I think for me, you know, 
it's just that I, I feel like we have learned so many new skills and kept other skills like really fresh and current that we, I don't know about you, like there are so many people at jobs who get a certain, to become to a certain level and become so out of touch yeah. with what people actually do or what is actually happening in the That's world so true. because they're in just sort of a vague management position and yeah. it's like, I'm just kind of here. And yeah. I'm not actually doing work. Just going from meeting to meeting, talking with every uh, other people that think exactly like that. Yeah, and that happens to people at Nintendo. Yeah, it does. And I started to get up to that level where that happens to people, and I got—I was really scared that that would happen to me. I was scared to, for you. <laughs> I was You're like, like, yeah, that happened. I was ready to like you slap you. You were really useless. Hard. <laughs> If you were to get there, I, I told myself, like, when you got that promotion, I was like, yeah. if he becomes one of them, like those, like, fungus people that are at, at the top of Nintendo, yeah. I will, like, I will punch him in the face. So snap, snap him out of it. Yeah, but like, I, mean, I was not, I was like, I made a promise. Like, I would not be shy to tell you if you're acting like that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. You know? uh, but, I mean, it, it's a scary thing to, like, what what is my skill like what? What am I good at? What do I do? Yeah. And if the answer, what do I like to do? Yeah, if the answer is just nothing, I just sit in a meeting. Like that's really sad. That's sad. So it's yeah. been really refreshing to you know, there's some skills we had. We kept those really fresh and really current because we had to stay on the edge of what's happening. Yeah. And then we learned so many new things that we just weren't able to do. Yeah. At Nintendo, either because you know the company didn't want us to do it, or there was somebody else handling it. It's like we just had to do it all. Yeah, it just taxes. Worked. You learned how to do taxes. My scariest thing, guys, math. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'm still dealing. I did. I'm, I learned to taxes and payroll and dealing with the Great. California Department of Employment, which was yeah, really eye opening, guys. Um, I think the yeah, but yeah, you're right. It's like you're you're forced to do it. You have to, or else you, you'll get arrested. So. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. You have to do it. And I think for both of us, like that's the way we want to live. We always want to be learning. We always want to be yeah, doing things. Exactly. And we don't want to feel like, like we're, just, we're just withering away. Yeah, I don't want to wither. Um, I think the most valuable thing I learned is definitely to trust like our instincts more. Mm. Like we, we definitely have to shake off some of, I, I definitely think me more than you have to sort of shake off like some of the like constraints that we were under from working in like a corporate structure and with like approvals and things like that. Like now it's just you and I, and we, we like, we do know, like we know, we know our community. We know what we're good at doing. We know what we like to do. Like sometimes when like you make something, um, and like I'm editing through like a, something that we made, like you kind of get that feeling like, yeah. Oh, this is gonna, this is gonna be a good one. Like, I think we should like trust that more, you know, cause I think that's what we were trying to do when we like adjusted all the schedule stuff and started to like like tweak a lot of that mm -hmm. and focus on the stuff that we really want to make and stuff that we know we were good at making. Yeah, is is that like process of trusting your instincts and sometimes you like want to fight against it. You're like, no, like I should just do this way because it was easier and that's what we've always done or whatever. But like that's a mentality that was very much like pushed on us from when we were at like a corporate under a corporate structure, but we don't have to do that anymore. So right. yeah. So that's one thing that I think has been very valuable. Uh, a craziest and unexpected moment. <laughs> what was that for you? Mm, unexpected. I guess one thing that's been pretty great and, un and not unexpected but um i just didn't think that this could be even more so is just our continued closeness and relationship with reggie mm, yeah it's like again That's a good one. we've had like such a long 
you know, we have had such a long working relationship with Bridget where we've known him as like the boss. The boss. Yeah, yeah, like he is the person you go to to get approval. To get yelled at. I mean, to get approvals. No, yes. Never yelled. <laughs> don't, don't say He never that. yelled at anyone. He of us, never, yes. ever, ever. He was like, yeah. No, no, not, not at all. He was always great. Um, but you see him in this like figure as like the person you're going to from a very like, professional authoritative authoritative yeah. you're presenting something to him and he will tell you yes or no mm-hmm. and then that sort of transformed into him being our mentor um when we were like starting out early last year right before we launched all of this and him giving us like the the boost of encouragement and advice and really being sort of that you know that voice for us to encourage us and then like later in the year when we saw him like at the end of last year and then also you know in in um the the podcast we had him on it like transformed into more like friendship right and um he certainly will still remain like the boss and the mentor but like these different facets of that relationship really like revealed itself throughout this last year and i'm just so grateful for that it was very surprising when we were at the getting ready to go to the game awards he reached out to us so let's hang out yeah like let's have lunch all right and then he was like i'll make reservations like no 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 i'll make reservations Um, but it was like, it, it was just like lovely, you yeah, know, yeah. and, um, to have someone like that, like as a friend and as your mentor and as someone you can go to and someone you can count on, it's like, that's pretty awesome. Yes. So I, I'm going to say that was, was our, not unexpected, but I guess, uh, heartwarming yeah. moment. <laughs> uh, I have two. Uh, the first is something that we always comment on is we never expected that, the video version of the podcast would be more popular than the audio version. Oh, yeah. That's like you said, like the first versions or the first episodes were very bare bones. It's because like how many people were going to watch this? A two-hour podcast like, on video? We yeah. knew there was like a point to doing a video podcast, but it was like, eh, it'll probably be the secondary thing to the audio version and that's what will, you know, be where most people right. listen. Um, but no, it's it's been wonderful that so many people do watch it um, on YouTube, and we've added a lot more to it to make it more yeah, visually interesting. Exactly. Hopefully um, it is. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, that's certainly, I mean, maybe we just had some biases because that's not the way that we consume podcasts. Right, right. Um, we were like really scared off of it from working at Nintendo too because it was like something that we tried for the Nintendo Power podcast, remember, and it didn't quite work out really, and so we... Yeah, so we were like, no, yeah. I guess people don't watch video podcasts. It's too right, long. Right, right. But guess you guys like watching. Thanks for watching. Video. <laughs> uh, the other one, just it, if we had to narrow it down to like one moment, the weekend of Nuzlocke nonsense was truly ridiculous. <laughs> you were out of the country for that. You, you, I you was left out me of the to deal with that. Yeah, I think and, I was somewhere. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it it was never like a moment of being like worried or scared or like, oh no, what's going to happen now? It was just like this is really nonsensical thing that this this thing got plucked out and you know became like a trending topic and everybody everybody had to chime in everyone had to no let me tell you why you were wrong this is why this is where i learned that the pokemon community despite that the game is incredibly wholesome (laughs) and filled with cute adorable creatures are the most is not like that craziest and sometimes toxic um community like of all time i always thought it was going to be something like oh this like m-rated game call of duty has like the the pros and they're the most toxic but no it's the Pikachu stands. You guys are cra- <laughs> you guys are crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, and it's like we, you know, we always feel like in any podcast, there's a couple little 
bits that people have never heard before that could this could happen to any of those yeah exactly but and that it, was like it's like that was the one, one for some yeah. reason people really latched on to that and yeah it's like why yeah. this why this of all the things that, that we have said exactly so exactly yeah. uh well that's, that's our little it. walk down memory lane thank yeah. you to those of you who uh watch and enjoy especially those who have been there from day one yeah thank, thank you. you we will be here doing this as yeah as long as there's continued interest and support, we will be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Shall we go to our Nintendo Direct predictions? Yes, we shall. Um, so we feel pretty confident this is happening this week. Yes. And again, by the time this is out, this may, well, have, already, no. it may have already happened. Yeah. Um, there have been a lot more pretty credible leakish things that have happened. Yeah, yeah. That have... A, made it feel like this is happening, and B, given us a, a bit of a window into what might be in it. Right, right. Um, but maybe just off the top, so, so we'll eventually talk. We have first-party predictions, third-party predictions, non-game non predictions, and zany predictions. And zany We've got some zany ones. There it got, it's got to be zany. <laughs> um, but what do you think, you know, just at the top, like, what is the purpose of this direct? Like, what is... People would always say this to us whenever we would pitch an idea. It's like, what's the what is the objective? What is the objective what of this activity? Are you trying to reach which with is, your objective? Which we, we quickly found is an unanswerable question. Like, no matter what you say, like they ask that is like a gotcha question. It's it, whatever whatever you say as the answer is wrong. Yeah. So don't even bother. <laughs> Great answer, but you're wrong. Um, um, so, what do you think? Yeah, I think so. There's been all this chit chat, you know, about. Stemming from some of the stuff that we saw last week about the E3, mm -hmm. um, Nintendo not participating in E3, and then subsequently that whole thing about like we don't have Nintendo doesn't have any games in the back half, yeah. like all these questions about is the Switch life cycle over? Mm -hmm. I, I think the purpose of this direct is to sort of quell those mm. and have a definitive stance from Nintendo. Silence the haters. Silence. Um, yes, uh, but yeah, I think it is. It's to it's to like put an end to this swirl of speculation and just like have Nintendo's perspective and their um, the, the road that they're going to walk for the rest of this year be pretty you know pretty clear. Mm -hmm. um, I think they are going to, and this is I mean we can get into these predictions, but there's going to be some interesting non game stuff that they're going to talk about in, right. in response to the E3 thing, not being part of E3. I think they are going to announce games for the back half of 2023 because they definitely have it. Um, come on, guys. And then I think they're going to be, be very clear that there's no new hardware coming out this year or, or just make it clear that Switch is alive and strong and there's going to be plenty of software to support it. Yeah, yeah. Um... I think obviously, you know, you didn't mention Zelda at all. Well, yeah. Well, well of that's, course. That's a gift. Well, you didn't say it. Uh, I think it's a you know, you get a mate. I think we're going to get a major blowout for Zelda. And again, my my prediction has always been that we're going to get less information overall. Don't misinterpret that that we're going to get nothing. You always say this every time. It drives me crazy. Don't do it. <gasps> um, Already being yelled at. So I think I think this could be the big info dump on oh, Zelda. See, I, I disagree with you. Before it comes out. Um, but I, I do think that is like a major, major component of this is like, let's get the marketing machine moving for Zelda from this day forward. Yeah. I, I disagree with you on that. Actually. All right. Fine. fine. Okay. Uh, I think again, since that is the focus and that it is like probably the biggest game they'll release this year, 
there aren't going to be any other really major new announcements mm. on games. I, of course, we'll see new games. There will be new games announced, but they don't want to take the shine off of Zelda. So we might get a little bits of, you know, odds and ends here or there. We are, we are getting in a little bit to this end of hardware cycle um, of software where there are some things that they're just kind of like filling space with. Yeah. To some extent. Um, so, All those Square Enix games that are going to be yeah, carrying I mean, honest, them through. Honestly, my predictions are more of what I think will not be there. Yeah. Almost more than what I think will be there, which is interesting. And then I do agree with you that I think there will be a lot of non-gaming news. Um, and I actually think this is going to be more of a trend for these Nintendo Directs going forward since they have all these non-gaming things happening. Right, right. And they're trying to like balance the three things between like the, the, you know, the game stuff and then the entertainment stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and they've shown no fear in, in putting non-game stuff in Nintendo Direct. So I right. think I think that'll just become a more regular component of these. I think so too. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So first party First party, here we go. Yes. So I disagree with you. I do think that they're going to there's going to be something for Tears of the Kingdom in this direct, but I think that they're going to be holding the bulk of the information for a title direct in April. Uh okay. I mean So I think that there's going to be like New stuff here, Mr. Anu will probably come out and, and announce a couple of things, talk about a couple of things, but they'll probably save some, save it for like a proper deep dive closer to the date of the game, Okay. the launch date of the you game. You got to juice these prayers though. How are you going to juice them? What are you doing to juice them? They don't need to juice, juice them. them. <laughs> they don't need to. It's fine. At some point, you got to say something about this That's game. That's what they're, they're going to say In something. In April, a month before the game comes out? But I don't it's think, again, late. the spoiler, the, the, these people, as you have yourself yeah. said, they are very spoiler, they're scared of the spoilers. They are. So I just think they're going to wait for story details, game details. Um, they're going to keep talking about the game. Now you're putting words in So they're going to say nothing? Stop it. They're not going to do anything? <laughs> huh? Huh? Does he mean no promotion at all for this triple A title? Um, but no, they will. I think they will say something in the direct, but also like follow it up with a announcement for like a deep, okay. deep dive, later, okay, closer to the game's launch. Well, I, I mean, I think we're mostly saying the same thing, but just like when is it going to happen? Yeah, <laughs> and, and yeah. I and I think you know this this is perhaps the big info reveal, and then from there you can just kind of look at it from different angles and repackage that information for the next sure. couple months. Um, so I think we do get um, a big kind of trailer like we did in 2017. I don't know if you can ever recapture the excitement of yeah, that great trailer. Probably but, not. You know, showing the world, showcasing what's new, showcasing some of the story mm -hmm. in a really exciting way. And then yeah, you get Numa coming out, talking about some of the specific man mechanics that you yeah. saw and kind of showing, you know, in gameplay, you know, more, more in action of, of what was He'll shown definitely be in there the trailer. Regardless. <clears throat> I think we get uh, all the limited edition software versions. We'll see what that is. You know, last time they did two different versions. Mm -hmm. They might the announce. US. I think anything that is like salesy, like a limited yeah. edition or even a, a special Switch or mm -hmm. something like a Joy-Con, whatever, yeah. will be announced in this direct. Right. And the title direct will probably just be more like story info, deep game information yeah. that they want to hold back. And I do think they announced the special edition hardware, but I, I don't know, there was something about that leak that happened. It was, was a little suspicious. Was that around like the start? Year. I think that was, yeah, around the end of the year, the end start of the, of the year. year. Yeah. It was something fishy about that. Yeah. So I think it'll actually be different. I don't think it's going to look like that, but I think there is one. Right. Yeah. yeah. At least Joy-Con. 
Uh, you gotta do a hardware. You gotta do hardware. You gotta do hardware. Right? Yeah. yeah. Gold. Joy-Con. Gold switch. Gold switch. Give us the gold. Oh. Solid gold switch. Oh, that would switch. be amazing. Yeah, that'd be cool. Legal would not like that. Gold uh, colored. Not switch. actually. Not actually. Not solid. actually gold. Not actually solid. <laughs> Disclaimer. Not gold actually colored. solid. Gold, gold colored. Um, okay. Anything else on Tears of the Kingdom? Mm -mm. Now you have continued to say. We're getting these Wind Waker and Twilight Princess remakes. I don't think it's coming here. <clears throat> so, so you you're off of that. Now. I'm off of this. Okay, I'm, I'm also I am also off that, but I've been off of it. I just maybe, this is like that thing where I'm like I'm gonna reverse psychology Nintendo and like in my brain I'm like yes don't don't do it don't announce it maybe they will. Well, it doesn't make sense for them to put it out now that we're not. This no, close. they're too close. It's too close. If they were gonna use it to like reignite the Zelda audience, it would have been last year. Yeah. It's, around the holidays. It's tough that they might have these two games. It's like, are you going to release two games at once? Are you going to spread them out? What are you going to do? That's going to be weird. Yeah, they're going to have to hold it to a holiday at this point. Yeah, again, we talk about, you know, again, these are nice games to have at the end of your life cycle of your hardware. Yeah, just, exactly. Just If you've got those done, just drop them, and then people will be happy for, you know, a month a or two. A couple months, and you, yeah. have, you just bought yourself a couple months. So, yeah. there Look, you go. we just did a thing. You can't be mad. Look at that. Yeah, now you got, you got bought yourself some time as you work on this new hardware. Right. Uh, Metroid, let's talk about that. I don't think it's going to be there at all. I agree. No Metroid no at all. Metroid. Because they are focusing on Zelda, don't yeah. take your eye off the don't ball. Take your, and Metroid, again, I really think it's going to be for new, new Switch or whatever, next-gen hardware. Mm. So I don't think we're going to hear peepity-peep on that for a while. All right. Well, I'm sticking to my prediction that I made like two weeks ago, <laughs> so I better stick to it. It's only two <laughs> weeks ago. Uh, I still think we get Metroid Prime for this year. It's a big holiday game, and then I do still think the original Prime remake is coming, not getting, obviously not in this direction. Yeah. That could be an E3-ish. Or a September Direct thing. That's getting too soon. No, they don't it's too that. soon. I don't want to tell you no. right now. The warm-up the, the warm warm marketing, marketing, as they call it. Why, <laughs> am I making this, why am I making this, this disgusting hand signal? <laughs> <laughs> you got to warm it up. You got to warm them up. It's like hashing an egg. Sit on it. <laughs> Sit on that marketing. <laughs> Sit on those people. <laughs> Sit on this morph ball. <laughs> uh, okay, so we agree no Metroid. Um, Advance Wars. Shadow Drop. There is uh, this this was one of the things where that was there were there were yeah. retail materials that yeah. were getting they're, out. They're, they're definitely shadow drops. Saying that it was out now. Um, I would, I want Shadow to. Shadow drop. Okay, I think we both agree on this. What reasoning will they give? No that, reasoning. That, just do it. We just did it. They're just going to, it's yeah. going to be like, <laughs> if they're going to splice it in between like, and here, here's what yeah. else that's Oh, it's going to be in the highlight like, like, reel. The highlight this, yeah. the sizzle, the right. hot sizzle. Oh man, <laughs> out now. And it's going to, it's going <laughs> to cycle so through all the launch yeah. dates at the bottom of that Chiron thing. It's, it's so going to be like, Holiday 2023, blah, blah, blah. And then like out now. Yeah. And then Jason Schreier is going to ask about it and they're going to delete that email so fast. Oh my God. <laughs> like, gonna, we, did, we actually didn't get it. They, they probably already wrote a rule yeah. to, do, to send any of his emails straight to the trash. Sorry, Jason. <laughs> we would never do that to you, by the way. Um, it's funny because it's, it's true. true. <laughs> it's so true. They're going to, the media monitoring team. Oh my gosh. They cannot hit permanent delete fast enough get on that ready. email. Yeah. Um,. What else you got? I got Splatoon DLC. Oh, I had that too. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm hoping for some new single player stuff. So they did say major DLC at some major. point. Yeah. Uh, I did go back and check this for Splatoon 2. The Octo expansion came out oh, yeah. about a year in, in... after the first game. Okay. Um, I'm wondering if maybe 
they would put this out slightly earlier. I have a hard time getting my finger on the pulse of like who's still playing. Are a lot Splatoon? of people still playing, or have they dropped? If people are starting to drop, they might want to get it out a little. Yeah, earlier. exactly. That's what I was thinking too. Like, does it have does it have the same sustainability player sustainability as Splatoon Two? Right. Um, I kind of feel like no, though, because I just. Just one but this is again, we might be biased because we're not playing this game. But I do follow a lot of people that play Splatoon and I haven't seen as much like All right. like conversation. I mean, this is like a one person data analysis, right. so do not like take any stock in this. Just my own feeling is that they might um, release it a bit earlier just yeah. to keep the, the the momentum up as much as possible. Right, right. So, so sort but of like a do. spring, early summer. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking spring. Um, and it, it would, like, get me back, basically. Like, if they release, like, a big DLC yeah. thing, like, that's what... I mean, I, I went back for Octo Expansion, so yeah. it would totally get me back to Splatoon. I haven't played in many months. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. That's, um, that's all I had on first party. I got a few more things. Okay. Um, so the big game coming in... Gosh, in a few weeks is Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe. Oh, yes. I think we might get a demo for that. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> that could be nice. Um, I do not think we get... Any Mario Kart 8 DLC? No. It, that last one came out fairly recently, so I think that might be a tiny bit too soon for mm -hmm. that. And I've also seen people continue to think like, oh, some new NSO platform, whether it's Game Boy or... I don't or, think we're going to get that. I actually don't think we're going to get any more platforms for the Switch period. Yeah, I don't now that, either. Now that we can see the finish line on Switch, unless there is... Just like stay the course... <laughs> Un you know? Right, unless the platforms are so similar, the Switch and the next Switch, it's kind of not worth it for them to put a lot of the effort into releasing that instead yeah. of just being like, well, we can get it ready and put it out for the next one. Or maybe about? there's no plan or strategy at all. Which is also <laughs> when very it comes likely, to these old games, yeah. Likely. <laughs> Do you have anything for Pikmin 4? I was like a little reluctant to put this on my list, but. Um, if. I, I I don't I'm not expecting a lot. I'm not expecting anything. I don't think. But yeah. I wasn't like I wasn't like super sure about that prediction. Like I could see Mr. Miyamoto making a small mention to it, but I also don't say, don't see what they could show right now. So. Right. It's it's you know probably their next biggest game for the year that we right. know about. So again, keep the eye focus on, the on prize. Zelda. Deal with the other stuff later. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's that's all the first party. Yes. All right. Third party. Third party. <laughs> Farm Sims? Oh my god, no. I don't think we're I think we're taking a departure from the Farm Sims. But I need I need Fay Farm. Fay Farm, oh, Farm. Farm was like my my shadow like, like underground hit from the last direct. Yeah. Like unironically. Where, where is it? I am unironically into Fay Farm. Where is I it? I want it. I need an update. I need we it to need be, a date. A come date. Out. Drop Fae drop Farm it. Release date, it. Release date. I want that. I think we're gonna get a soak song release date. <laughs> I'm just oh, trying. No. <laughs> Stop with the silk song. I really do think we're going to get one though for this. But it seems like they're they've hitched their wagon to Microsoft now. Really? Yeah. Oh. Really? Okay, then maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. A director is a big platform to announce your launch I know, date, though. I know. All big right. platform, but maybe Microsoft has um, a box. Box, the big What, what else? You, you got Silk Song, you got Mother 3, you got what, what are you, <laughs> uh, themes? Bayonetta. Themes? You got all the. Bayonetta Origins? Oh, we're putting that in third party? Yeah. Oh, okay. Are we not? I don't know what to put uh, well, what, that. What is your what is your I think prediction? we're gonna get new new <laughs> info on that. That seems to be highly ex 
high, high excitement. I'll be honest, I forgot this game existed. You did? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I don't have anything on that because I forgot about it. Oops. Oh, no. Oops. I think so. I think this is about time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll have something for this for yeah. sure. Yeah, okay. Um, the thing I said at the top, Hi-Fi Rush. I think this could be a shadow drop. Oh, you think it's a shadow drop? So we, wow. ha we have had some Xbox games come over. That's true. The relationship is very good. Um, you know, the game's been out for a couple weeks now on Game Pass. I think they got their big like push, push from that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, now and now it's available to buy on Switch. Okay. Why not? I, I don't see why not. <laughs> yeah. I don't see why not. Yeah, I think... Seems like a, a strategy that would be totally sound and it would not anger anybody and right. it would be great. I haven't seen anybody mentioning that, so I'll throw that out there. Yeah. Um, Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster launch date. Okay, I forgot about that. I need that. That's the one that was on mobile and they're finally bringing over. Right, with the, the weird one? font. It's currently just a spring launch date, so we're getting close. Yeah. Is um, Pocky Jockey coming to Switch finally? Oh my gosh. This is Don't the tease this is, me. This is it, right? They're going to shadow drop that now that's been on Apple Arcade for a month. Now I'm going to be upset if it's not. Now that you've said it. I play it. it every single day, you guys. My horses are so happy. It hasn't even been a month since the Apple Arcade dropped. They're not going to do that. It has been a month. Oh no, it hasn't. It might. Think about Tim Cook signing those checks rapidly for oh, Game Freak. Oh, is just like swimming in it right now. No, I, I feel like that. I mean, it would be great, but I don't think it's, it's not going to happen. Gonna happen. Gonna <laughs> I talked you out of I'm this. Just, wow. I'm just like trying to tease you because yeah, I know you want to. Uh, okay, I have three games that are long shots, but that I want to mention. Okay. <clears throat> um, the first is an indie game that has been very popular, um, Valheim. Oh, yeah. Seems like it would be perfect for the Switch. For some reason, it's... Not there. It's just not there. Mm -hmm. It's on a lot of other platforms. That could be a cool game um, to, okay. to get on Switch finally. And, and big enough for them to do it outside of an indie showcase. Yeah. Uh, two more. Dragon Quest XII. Oh, yes. Was announced in 2021. No platforms or launch date were revealed. That, Switch seems very likely. That was a while ago. That's very um, And that could be a big, hey, you think we got no games? Boom, this is coming out in the holidays. That's a good, that's a good one. Right. Um, I, again, forgot about that game. Again, could be, could be something maybe for a bit later in the year, but that's yeah. a huge game that has no information at all. And it's, I mean, Switch has published so many, or Nintendo has published so many Dragon Quest games. It would right. be very... The Dragon Quest move is always to go to the biggest platform. Yeah. Obviously, this platform's huge, big in Japan. And they have, like, um, the fan base as well. Makes like, a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one, which if this happens, I think would be more of a summer announcement. So I actually think it's a little unlikely for this. Um, <clears throat> could Assassin's Creed Mirage no. come to Switch? No? It's not going to. It's going to be like a late edition, if anything. What do you mean? Like it'll come to all the other platforms first and then be a Switch like months and months later. Because, you know, the argument was like, oh, those other games are too big. They can't do it. It's like, well, this is a smaller game. They They've said this is a smaller they game. They still can't do Ubisoft it. is hurting for money. They can't do it. They're hurting. They need to do something. They can't do it. They see, the, the case against it is all these Nintendo games underperform. So they could pull an EA and just be like, we're done. We're, this. Done, we're with done with this. Switch We're not going to switch. We're, we're, we're not going to sink resources into Do switch. not give us a cloud version, though. Please. We don't want the cloud version. No moss. Of, not play no it. more clouds, please. Nobody wants to play that. <laughs> um, okay. Fay Farm, that's my, that's Fae my, Farm. I'm begging you, Pocky please. Jockey. Third party, that's all. Okay. Non-games. Non-games. Non uh, definitely a promotion for the Super Nintendo World Hollywood. Oh, really? Because we're getting so close to the 
the opening date. Oh, let, let, let me tell you why I don't have that on my list. Oh, really? Tell me why. So we know that Nintendo Directs are global in nature, and when you insert something that one region has that others don't, it throws the whole thing off because you want all the announcements to be synchronized at the same time. You put it at the end. In the same video. They've done that before for North American event, uh, only is events. that is that how you're going to close this big Zelda thing? You're not going to end on that? You don't know. All right. It I mean, they be, could, they it could, could be an overall Nintendo yeah, World announcement. Nobody cares outside of... Japan's like, we got this. We've had this for years, and it's better. Oh. And then Europe is just like, well... No one likes so, theme parks here? Sorry, Europe. We're, we're, too, we're too, like, I don't cool know. for yeah. theme parks. Yeah. Uh, Disney and Paris. I feel a little bit bad for Europe worst in that case. performing theme park of, yeah. in the entire world. Oh. But I do think there's going to be some mention of it. This is a big entertainment property. Right. Like making its way global. So it needs to be mentioned. All right, all right, all right. You know? Um, it's important. Especially it's important now that literally it. everybody in the world, except for us, has been to the, we'll get the LA one. <laughs> Where's the invite, people? Don't worry. Um, there was another big leak that happened um, a few weeks ago was around this Lego Zelda set. Yes. There have been a couple things about this. So there was a some pictures that you can look up of... Um, I saw that. A leaked Zelda set that was like a Deku tree mm -hmm. that you could have in either the uh, Ocarina of Time style or Breath of the Wild style. Yeah. And then there was also something that came out about how like normally you can submit ideas to Lego and they, they had something that said like don't submit Zelda stuff anymore. Yeah. Like, we're closing the book on that. Well, they also, that's like a legal thing, too. Like, if you submit an idea to a brand right. and they make something that... But they're usually but they're usually idea. pretty open right. to that. So and for they them, have to, like, give you credit. Right. So then they probably close it because they're making it. I'm not a Lego person at all. Yeah. I don't follow Le what Lego does. I don't, I don't build Legos, but... Mm. I feel like that would be good to have as, like, a thing that's not a game. Yeah. In the year of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Because you want like all these different So ways. are you saying yes? What, yeah. what kind of a weird thing did you just say there? <laughs> I just said, I agree with you. I think that this might happen. It's likely to happen that they have a Lego so Zelda yes. set. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because... Yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> so yes and no. The little AI thing that's whispering in your ear is getting a little garbled, I think. No. I, listen. Your chat GPT hey, headpiece that you got in your in your inner ear. Me. I can see it. No, you can't. I can see it. I'm not oh, a that's robot. Just, that's just earwax. I'm not. I don't have earwax, and I'm not a robot. <laughs> you're not a robot, but you're relying on one right now. No, I'm not. So you think yes? Okay. I think yes because it's like Zelda year, so they want all the people in every which way to get exposed to Zelda, and this is a good way to yeah. get exposure put, if you're not a th a gamer. Yeah. I put that in the in the maybe to probably category only yeah. because I don't know much about how Lego operates. What are you looking at? Very Stop stealing. Um, so the last one for me in non-games is uh, what they're doing instead of E3. Yes, I have that one as well, but I have one more. Okay. I don't think they're going to do any Mario movie stuff in this anymore. Oh, really? Because I think that they're pretty like good with their Mario movie they're done? directs. That they, the, the specific Mario movie directs that they yeah. do nowadays where they have like What's his face? Chris Mullinger, whatever his mm -hmm. name is, come out and they feature Steve one. Steve Ballmer. He looks like Steve Ballmer. He looks like Steve, but he's not. He's, he's not, not Steve Ballmer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that they have. Mario, 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 Mario. <laughs> he just comes Pedro, out and. Like, Pedro Pascal. He just paces on a stage and rants for 30 minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Giant pit stains and everything. Oh <laughs> 
Steve Ballmer. To prom- we need Steve Ballmer to promote the new Mario movie. Oh my goodness. It's just him shouting. <laughs> exactly. It's stomping great. about. It's attention getting. He can just dress up as Bowser and no one would have Fine. a difference. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they have a good system with those, like that kind of routine of like announcing a new trailer and then showing some of the, the new voice actors, the voice actors doing a thing. And then, you know, they, they seem to have a good thing yeah. going there. So I don't think they're going to cross the streams anymore oh. into a <clears throat> Nintendo Direct. So, so. Some, some things that make me think we might get this. Oh. The counter argument is, so we did have this, week, new this, poster this weekend I saw. is the Super Bowl. Oh, the Super Bowl. We're not, I'm not talking about that. The poster. Yes. <laughs> the poster. <laughs> this though. weekend is the Super Bowl, and they and they had a commercial in the last football um, the playoffs. The playoffs, yeah. Which had new footage. It had Cat Mario in it. So That's what? Right. It, so what if you had a short new clip that then whatever is in that clip is featured in a new commercial for the Super Bowl? You see? Uh-huh. Big brain there. Okay. Look at that. Maybe. I think that could happen. Maybe. And it's and it's not like... It, Why would they just not save it for the Super Bowl then? Because Nintendo's like, we're doing a direct, we want to show it to them first. No. And it's and it's different. It's like, that. does the Super Bowl audience need to see it, like, literally first? Is you're still getting a new commercial, still getting cut a different way? I don't know. I don't think they want to, they don't want to, like, stomp on their big Super Bowl plans, though. That's a big, that's like a big ticket item. Like, you don't, you want that to be, like, you know, exclusive, Super Bowl exclusive. All right. <clears throat> I think you're wrong. Um, all right. But yes, e- Nintendo's... E3. E3, instead of E3, what is Nintendo yes. doing? We've been talking about this. We've been uh, hinting at something. Yeah. Uh, haven't seen anybody mention this as an, as an option. Because they don't know about this. So we talked time. about how, you know, over time, Nintendo, you know, Nintendo always wants control. They want to run the show themselves. Mm-hmm. And over time, there was this kind of mismatch of Nintendo and E3 of like, right. we are part of this big show that is not just about us, where we can't control everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But there's one show where they can. And that's Nintendo Live. Right. That you guys ne- don't know about at all, apparently. We did a whole episode on it. And then people in the comments were like, I have never literally this? heard of this in my entire life. Yeah. Uh, well, so, <laughs> we did a great Nintendo Minute on it that's gone, so. Yeah, you can't see that. But Sorry. you can see the episode. We'll link the episode Right. Here. It makes a lot of sense for them to do uh, Nintendo Live if they don't like the way E3 is heading. Yeah. Um, And you would need to announce this now because if you want people to come to your big physical event, you can't do that a day, 24 hours hours hours. before. It can't be roughly (laughs) anymore. Right. And and that's something where it's like, oh, like I'm going to, you know, make a summer trip to wherever they're doing this. Like you you do need to get out of that quite, Mm -hmm. ahead of that quite a bit. I think this is... Highly, highly likely mm. to get announced. And that would be exciting. That would be... Yeah, be you really know, cool. You think of all the cool things they could do if you just had a, a dedicated Nintendo event. It's it's fun to think about what, what, yeah. what all the they possibilities could be. They could finally do the be. Squid Sisters concert here. <laughs> the loudest concert you'll ever bring go your earpl- to bring in your, your entire life is the Seriously. Squid Sisters concert. Um, yeah, so, you know, there was kind of a big open question of like, well... What does this mean if they're not doing E3? And it sounds like we both think that this is uh, yeah. the solution. I think it will be is they'll do the June Nintendo Direct, mm-hmm. like the day before. Yeah, and then time it with that. That would be Thursday, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday would yeah. be Nintendo Live. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. That would be like that weekend of E3, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, zany predictions. Zany. What's your zaniest prediction? My, I have three zany predictions. One is Mr. Onuma has a snazzy new haircut. Oh, that's mine too. He always looks so uh. good. Yeah, he definitely looks like very coiffed. 
Yeah. So he's going to have a, a cute, snazzy haircut. Yeah. He's going to look real fresh. Got the fresh vibes mm -hmm. for the big Tears of the Kingdom stuff, yeah. whatever he's announcing. Um, he'll probably feature quite a lot during that direct, so he wants to look good. Mm -hmm. uh, my second one is that there's going to be some sizzle reel with some Euro music. <laughs> the the Euro music's beat, always, like, kind of good. It's like, it's like... It's like sleeper good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like um, the Euro vibe check music. I think we might get a Doug Bowser appearance. If we have that big segment on Nintendo Live, which again is, is a... It's a US. Unless somehow they're doing it in every region at the same time. Oh my God. Um, I don't think they're going to do they it could be, It could be, a, hey, hey, Doug Bowser's here to tell you about what we're doing as far as a big event this summer. <sighs> I haven't seen him for a long time. Let him out. It's like in a little tiny cage. Let him out. Yeah, he's been trapped. Um, yeah. Yeah, we haven't seen him. I am honestly like have given up hope of ever seeing him again. So that would be that would be great. Yeah. I'd love to see Doug. Um, hopefully they learned their lesson from the last one. Don't do a fake out ending before you show something for Zelda. Like, and that's all we've got for you today. It's like, don't do that. They didn't use you to stop doing that. If they want to manage expectations, they shouldn't keep doing stuff like this. This is like, they're like stepping on themselves, Right, you know? right. I do think Mr. Miyamoto will show up and have two different t-shirts on. Like, he'll change But you said there's no Pikmin segment, and there's no Mario. Why would he be there? Super Nintendo World. Change a shirt. Ugh. Put on a Super Nintendo World shirt. Well, I think this is maybe one of the directs where we've had the most differing predictions. I know. Which is interesting. We'll see how it happens. Yeah. Who's right and who's wrong? Well, we're going to find out. Yeah. Um, That's all right. it. That's the predictions. We did also ask our Patreon subscribers for their predictions. Okay. Uh, Simon says, um, well, there's a lot of buzz about Advance Wars already, so maybe something very short about that, and perhaps a showcase of Wave 2 of the DLC for Fire Emblem Engage. That's about what I expect. Now, what I'd like to see, that's another question. I want a fully-fledged Tears of the Kingdom trailer, a la 2017 Switch mm. presentation trailer made for Breath of the Wild. Yes. I thought overall the predictions were very measured. They were. They weren't <clears throat> like, no one like went off the Nobody went, end. yeah. Yeah. Um, who is Bowser Jr.'s mom says, Mario Baseball, June oh, release. Nice. Hopefully not the same ongoing DLC strategy as the other Mario sports games. Oh, Mario Baseball would be cool for the summer. Been a while since we had a Mario that's Baseball a game. Uh, Jake Morabito said probably won't be exciting for capital G gamers, <laughs> but to capitalize on the Dead Space remake coming out on other platforms, I predict a ported Dead Space 1 through 3 trilogy similar to what's been already done with Bioshock, Borderlands, mm. etc. Would be an easy lift and better than nothing since there's no chance the remake come to Switch unless it's a cloud version. Yep, that's that's cloud an interesting version. prediction yeah. that I haven't heard anyone I haven't else. heard anyone say that one. That's a good one. Uh, the only downside to this is that's an EA property and EA, EA, EA don't like Nintendo. Their, their relationship is on the rocks. Uh, finally, Link says, Game Boy and GBA finally coming to NSO. The Pokemon Day Direct will follow up on this by announcing Ruby and Sapphire NSO to promote Pokemon Go's Hoenn Tour global event, which will happen the following weekend. Even though I don't think this is going to happen, I like all the interlocking pieces of yeah, this. So this good job, good. Link. Yeah, this is very good. Yes. Um, excellent. Yes, very good um, sort of like measured, not measured. You said, you said measured. I feel like it, it's very, uh, people are very... Even keeled this time yeah. on their Nintendo Direct predictions. Love it, yeah. Uh, all right, the games we've been playing. Um, as I said, I'm 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 playing a, a game under embargo that Secret I can't mention. Secret game that you can't uh, mention You though later. are not. You're I'm playing not. Fire Emblem Engaged. You're continuing. I'm continuing. Did you? So you said you might finish this weekend. Did you finish? I'm on chapter 17. How many chapters are there? Oh. I don't know. I feel, it feels like I'm close to the end. There's like some significant story oh. things that have happened. 
But I, I have to tell you about something that happened that was truly a, it's like very on brand for me that I haven't told you yet about, about what happened to me in Fire Emblem. You changed Diamant into a swimsuit. <clears throat> no, I did that oh. like ages ago. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> no, I actually like him in his like night. Do you get new outfit. swimsuits? No, I haven't seen any new swimsuits. I did change the Alir, my 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 Alir, yeah. into like a desert princess outfit. Oh. So there's a good like, there's a cute little poofy skirt mm -hmm. and like a little like bikini top. She looks kind of right. nice. She looks very cute. Um, so you do unlock some new stuff for it, yeah. but so yeah, I, I've been continuing. I was away this weekend on a, a fun little ski trip with some friends, and so it was perfect to play this game. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, yeah, I've been I've been chugging away at the sort of the paralogs and the um, the main story. I think I'm getting close to the end. The paralogs are pretty interesting for this one. Um, it's less about like getting new characters because I, I do think the game the story. There's no shortage of characters. <clears throat> exactly, the story adds a lot of new characters anyway, so you're not really like collecting any additional characters through the paralogs. That was sort of just in the beginning. Now the paralogs are focused on sort of you um, battling the emblems. Oh. So that the emblems- Oh, once like, they go bad? No, they're, they're, they're like on your side and they say like, I'm gonna challenge you to like hone your skills. Oh. But you battle them in like their homeland, which is kind of cool. Oh, wow. I, so haven't like, done, I haven't done one of these yet. So like Lynn, you know how she's like, she started as like a nomad yeah. in the grasslands. So I'm actually learning a lot about the past Fire Emblem games that I've never played. Wow. I've, I've started with Awakening. So there's a lot of, old characters that I don't know much about their history. And this is a great way to like learn more about them and hmm. like their past. And those paralogs are very challenging. Like those emblems are really, they're like basically like boss characters, right? Wow. Um, so I've been doing those as well. And they've been really fun. And as you kind of collect and, and um, get more emblem rings, like you can do more of those paralogs. Hmm. So yeah, there's, I did one, the, the one for Corin. I did one for um, Byleth in like this monastery, like, kind of like this um, landscape. And I actually haven't beaten the Byleth one. It's so hard. I It's like some of them are like impossible because they have so much health and the health like regens. Yeah, so it's been, I don't love that it's, mechanic. It's, it's not, it's a little Just tedious. give them a longer health bar. I know. Byleth is really hard. Like I have tried so many different scenarios with so many different characters and have failed like each time. So I need to go back to that one. But this is the funny thing that happened to only, could only happen to me. So, you know, I'm playing on permadeath, obviously. Yes. And I've been doing really good. Like, I haven't really had to restart or use the time crystal too much. Um, definitely use the time crystal a lot. But I was playing um, one of the paralogs um, right before I, w I was playing in bed before I went to sleep. And I had, like, started to drift off a little bit. Uh oh. And I think, like, I lost a character, but I had, like, fallen asleep for a moment and forgot that he died. Oh, no! This was Luis, Luis, <sighs> my tank. Oh, who no. Who was very leveled up, by the way. And then... Louis. Louis, yeah, whatever. Like, who are you talking about? Um, the smiley guy. Yes, I really yes, liked him. I like him too. He has a, he, I had like, given him a master seal, like he was really like Oh. Him. So, anyhow, so I had like fallen asleep for a minute. I think he died and I like did not realize he died. And then I beat, I beat the paralog like the next morning and proceeded to like continue Move the on. story. I had like, it was two chapters deep at that point. And then when I went to go like select characters again for the next thing, he was gone. He gone. And I realized that I think he died. 
when I was... A, he's like playing in your sleep? Yeah, I was like a little bit asleep and he died and I didn't realize it. And now he's gone forever. Yikes. So I lost one, guys. R.I.P. Louie. Uh, what's the lesson of this? I don't know. Don't fall asleep. <laughs> don't Don't fall asleep playing... I do this every night. I fall asleep playing that game every night. So yeah. I probably shouldn't because I'm, I'm losing people hmm. in my sleep. Wow. Whoops. Uh, Story-wise, story things picking up? Eh, yeah. not really. The yeah. story continues to be like... They, they, I, I feel like they want it to be dramatic. You know, they want to like kind of tug at your heartstrings with these family situations that all of these main characters are in and the... the sort of the choices they have to make. It's kind of like a Disney storyline where yeah. it's like, my my father, my, you know, whatever. Um, and, yeah, I just, I can't get on board with, like, this weird, this weird idea they have for the villain. Like, I just don't understand it. Like, the fell dragon or mm. whatever, and then the, the related characters around it is very hard to feel any kind of, like, attachment to it. Um... And then, you know, there's some interesting things happening. There's definitely this, remember how I had like a prediction about, could this be like a dual personality kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. There's some of that playing out a little bit. That, that flashback. Yeah. Did you ever see that again? Well, now there's something else happening with one of the characters that maybe is related to the flashback oh. and then also related to you. I think you're, you are connected to uh -huh. um, certain characters in a way. Yeah. Um, that is yet to be revealed. And, and there's definitely something around like dual personalities. I think that is the sort of the, um, the theme of the story is that there's like two sides to everybody um, and you're like wrestling with those two sides. But that's like kind of generic, so. Yeah. Is yeah. there anything new on Alir's mother who seemed like such a strange character? She did. So, but there's nothing no. new that's happened. Nothing okay. has happened. Huh. All these parents are, are are dead. Right. They are gone. Right. Okay. It's like Disney. They hate. They hate parents. Uh, they want to kill off your parents. Yeah. All right. There you go. Um, I checked out last night, kind of briefly. Oh, this this actual name is ridiculous. The Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line demo, <laughs> uh, which is on Switch. I think this is also on PS. I think it's PS4 is the version they're putting out. Yes. Um, have you played a Theater Rhythm game? I have. Oh, really? I like those games. I played the first one on 3DS. Yeah, I think I played that and, one. And I liked one. it. Yeah. And I was mostly curious about this because on 3DS it was a touchscreen game. Right. It was like use the stylus yeah. to do the beat or to draw the lines draw or the whatever. Line. Yep, so I was yep, mostly yep. curious, like, how do you play this? And? Um, it plays really well. Oh, it does? It's, it, it's everything is Button now mapped. buttons. There are some moves that you do on sticks. Um, but there's a surprising variety of things that they have you do, which make it feel more than just like tapping a button. Okay. Like there are some basic button taps, but there's times where you need to move the stick in a certain direction. Oh, okay. Sometimes move two sticks is in it, different is directions. Is it accurate? Does it feel like yeah. it's pretty accurate and yeah. easy to do with a rhythm-based game? Sometimes I feel like there's like input delay and all that stuff that makes it hard. Oh, they have, I think they have settings where if, that's mostly due to your TV. Like you can yeah. you can adjust it. Okay, that's good. But yeah, it felt fine. Um, there are times where you need to do the sticks in different directions, oh. which is kind of a trickier move. And like once these songs get going, it's like You're in it, it. it can go pretty fast. Right. So uh, it is exciting to try and keep up with it. Um, 
that there was another move that you would do again you would follow the line with the touch screen you like draw like a curve uh-huh and i was wondering gosh how are they going to do that there's they, a touch screen they do okay. well there's no touch screen in this game oh right? there's none no. okay no. Um, they do have that, and it's basically you hold a button and you just move the stick kind That's of hard. vaguely. You don't have to do it perfectly. Okay. It's just like up or down kind of. Okay. Um, but it's nice that they kept those in there because yeah. that is yet another thing for you to do and to keep track of. Yeah, yeah. Um, this game has a lot of content in it, like a lot of music, a lot of characters. Yeah. Um, and I, after the, you finish the demo, there's like a little trailer that plays. and So you played the whole thing, the whole demo? Uh think so okay yeah um they're they're also doing dlc for other non-final fantasy square games oh cool so they had like near or the music there's so live good alive too. or chrono trigger oh so it's it was there was a lot there was probably like eight or so games that they showed and they didn't add the characters for those but you're still playing the music and that's what you mean you need the music i think the they part, it's so. all the music of course i think yeah. they tried to match like what final fantasy is closest to the mood oh, okay. of this game yeah that's cool right right um but yeah there is a lot of content every game every final fantasy game is represented and there is kind of there's more going on on you know b behind just the music like right. you, you choose a party they all have different roles. Like I need, yeah. they're like you need to choose a healer for this for this stage, and the mechanics of that I wouldn't say I a hundred percent understood. Yeah, but and everybody's leveling up. But I appreciated that. It's, it's like there's some depth to it that's right. beyond it being just like a straightforward rhythm game. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I did like that about it. And yeah. you know, it is it is like acting out like big moments from these games. Right. With right. This kind of cutesy <laughs> art style that the game has. So I was I was quite pleasantly surprised by this. Okay. I don't know if I'm gonna get it, but um The demo was fun. <laughs> the demo was fun and um it's it's a very, very solid rhythm game, I would say. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, all of a sudden we have all these great rhythm that's... games after I complained for like three months. Yeah, you know, you should check this out, even if it's just the demo. I think yeah, you'd like I, it. Yeah, I definitely Yeah, know. this comes out uh I think pretty soon. I think sometime Yeah. Oh, I better not say I don't know. <laughs> soon. I think it's this month. <laughs> Maybe, yes. Um Okay, news time. News. We have so much news. We do. We we as as sometimes happens. We um, got unlucky with last week's podcast where there was all this news that came out. Yeah. Right after we recorded, so we'll start from there. With this is kind of this story about E three is kind of older at this point, but right. uh, I think it's worthwhile for us to talk about. So yeah, IGN ran this series of stories. First, they were talking about how. Xbox, Sony, and Nintendo are not going to be a part of E3 this year. And then they had some other stories with some more information. They had like a leaked memo mm -hmm. from the ESA. Um, they had some people saying that, you know, one of the reasons that Nintendo is not there is because, um, you know, they don't have the big games for the back half of the year to justify that. Right. Which, again, I think we both did not feel was um, going to be correct. Right, right. Um, they also had this, I'll read this quote from an anonymous source, just kind of talking about the mood of what publishers were feeling about the show. There's not a good sense that there's an understanding what this show is going to be or how it will come together, which is strange from a company that does such an amazing job with packs twice a year, they told IGN. It seemed like they'd be the perfect shepherds for something like E3. So who knows where the issue is? Is it an ESA issue? Is it a read pop issue? But there seems to be a lot of genuine interest from game publishers in the concept of E3, but it's really frustrating that we don't have good solutions. 
Yeah, so they're mentioning sort of the E3 changeup that they announced earlier this year that right. ReadPop was taking over, and it was going to be a more consumer-focused show. ReadPop obviously does all the, the PAX shows, and they're great. Um, but I, I do think this quote is something that I, I could see Nintendo wrestling with internally, where E3 for these big companies have always been like a time for you to... Um, make big announcements, and it's always been more focused on media and um, and doing you know press appointments and getting the you know your all your big announcements out there and making a splash for all your big announcements versus it being like a fan focused fan event. Um, I think it's going to be hard for these big brands to like reconcile how to deal with that. So I can see why a lot of people have dropped out and. Are opting to do their own thing because they're they're gonna they're gonna want to control you know that type of um, how they make those announcements yeah. with, with press. In terms of the the quote of you know who's sort of to blame for this show at this point, seemingly not having a lot of details to show. I don't think it's a ReadPop issue. I think it's an ESA. I think it's absolutely and and it's constituents' problems. Yeah. Um, so the ESA represents all of its members, of which there are a lot. Right. So it is, and I've been a part of meetings where you hear about this, where it's like, there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Everybody has a different opinion on what they should do because we're right. trying to find this new path. And the ESA is just like, we got 20 different comments. How do we find a solution that yeah. acts on all of these and respects the wishes of these important members? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is not easy. ReadPop is very clearly an extremely capable partner. Yeah, um, but, but their expertise is not. They doing can only that. they can only do what the ESA tells them to the, do. The, their expertise is in making a cool event, right? Um, not like yeah, they're not coming up with a strategy for E3. That's they're right. They're executing it exactly. Yeah. So it's definitely coming from the core of the the ESA, and I do think they're struggling because it's hard to like find relevancy right. in this day and age now, when and especially like hard to come back from. Many years where we didn't really have a proper E3. And right, right. I don't know if we, you know, need it or miss it or, you know, is it necessary? I think those are the questions that people are asking. Yeah, and I think, <clears throat> you know, uh, that could be where, and again, you know, Microsoft, they have their alternative plans that they've done. Mm -hmm. Sony's been out for a few years. Nintendo, yeah. whether they wanted to do a Nintendo Live or not, they may have gotten a, a feeling early on of like, this isn't really coming together. No. And we don't want to go to the bitter end to find out. So we're just yeah. going to bail here. It's an immensely expensive and resource-heavy show as mm -hmm. well. Like, they may as well just put that resource into something they can fully control the outcome to. Right. Um, so right now, it's in a really dicey place where yeah. I think it comes down to... So who is going to be there? Right. Um, and right now we don't have a list of who is and who isn't. Yeah. But it's kind of a, a razor's edge situation where, you know, if, I, if I'm a publisher, I could see like, what, they're not going to be there? Well, I'm not going to be there either. Right, and it's, right. And that's, that's... It's like a domino effect. And that's a super easy way to justify a decision of like, hey, hey, CEO, we're not going to E3. You want to know why? Because none of the first the parties are going to be there. And, and you will not there. get any pushback on that at all. Yeah, they're like, oh, great. You just saved us like yeah. millions of So you of almost dollars. need to be more brave to say, yes, we are going to be there. Right. Because we're, yeah, who cares if nobody else is going to be there? We'll be the one planning our fag. It'll be great. Yeah. Oh, uh. my God. That's going to be a rough day for the people that are there. I know. It's going to be sad. That convention center is going to be so sad. Yeah. So, I mean, we've talked about this. Like, there's a lot of things that we could do events-wise in the early summer. And it's like, there's a scenario where you and I don't go to E3 because this thing is a, a train wreck. 
Summer Game Fest, though. Summer Game Fest. See you there. Right. Jeff yeah. Keighley's always ready with a tweet. Whenever, that is it. That, whenever there's bad news about just, E3, he's like, here we drafts. go. It's in yeah. the drafts. It's in it's the drafts. He's got like a hundred tweets in the drafts. His drafts are elite. You think you have, yeah. you, you're have? you sitting sitting high in your mountain with your 881 tweets? You better look at Jeff It's Keighley's not about drafts. the volume. It's about the look, quality. You better look at Keeley's Does he have tweets drafts. about the Grammys? Does he have a rap album? No. He does. I have a rap album. Jeez. You have a rap song. <laughs> you have a rap single. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is... There hasn't been anything new on this in the, the past couple days, but... Um, Pretty quiet. But it's, we're getting close to, like... It's going to be, like, you yeah, know, I mean, a at point this of po- no return at this kind point, of situation. Like, if you're at a company going to E3, like, you are working on E3 now. Exactly. You have been working. So it's really concerning if you don't know all the details about this show. Right. Because you need to start working. And you've probably sunk some a a while ago. Yeah, some resources are being already being utilized for this. Yeah. 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 I wonder if they would like No, they wouldn't, right? They wouldn't cancel it. They could. If there's like if everybody of note pulls out, it's like we're, yeah, we're just not doing it. And you probably have to eat the costs of... Of whatever you pay uh, to How get. much you pay to rent the venue and all that. That's rough. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the companies that aren't going to E3, they're still paying the ESA to be part of the ESA. That's right. Um, That's right. You have to. Yeah, to be a part. Because they're, they're it's still not doing free. other stuff. It's not just E3. They're doing... pay the dues to be a part. The dues are... And the ESA does more than just E3. They That's do lobbying. They and do lobbying. Government things, which is, again, it's like maybe they shouldn't put on an event if you're doing government lobbying in yeah. the nation's capital. You did do a government live stream with them once. Oh, we will talk about that, that later. Was, that was <laughs> That was the most, like... Face palm thing I've ever done. That's a good one. Okay, a good thing you were there to point and laugh. I laughed so hard. I pointed and laughed, and then I pointed and laughed. All it wasn't the next my day. fault. I didn't. All the next day. I was voluntold to do this thing. <laughs> voluntold. Uh, oh my I hate god. That. Okay, that was great. Anyways, uh, next another story. Time. Uh, EA has delayed Star Wars Jedi Survivor from the end of March to April twenty eighth, so mm. around a month ish. Not too much. Um, they put out this kind of long statement. I thought some of the wording of this was a little weird. Did you like how it ended with, may the force be with you? So it says, thanks to EA and Respawn for giving us the time to deliver the best experience for our players and to all of you for your understanding. It's like, was there some friction about like, we need to put this game out? It's like, it it was kind of, that's kind of a weird thing to say of like, thanks, thanks for letting us do our jobs. Yeah, thanks boss. You jerks. For letting us like, yeah, for for like I, I guess believing that we have to like make this game better. Right. I, know, I mean, it is the end of the fiscal, so there there's always some ah, the desire to have it out to count in the fiscal, ah, the fiscal, especially for like a company like EA that's like truly living and dying with the stock market every day. <laughs> um, there was some weird stuff going on at Respawn. Like there were these stories of like, oh, they canceled. Um, a single-player Titanfall game. Yeah, recently. I saw that. There's some shuffling of their mobile games. Uh, it's hard to get a sense of what's happening with Respawn. I hope it's nothing bad because I yeah. think they're just like quality-wise one of the best developers we have. Yeah, that's good. I, I'm glad that they're <clears throat> taking more time to make sure. Are the you going to play this game? I don't think so. Uh, I will. Of course you will. I'll play it for you. Okay. Uh, this next story is oh my interesting. God, this one. So I'm, I'm shocked that this was just coming out now, <clears throat> but the at Super uh, Nintendo World, the Mario Kart ride. Uh, the, you need to have a certain waist, certain size, waist size to fit in the seat. Right. 40 inches. Right. And um, 
it just so happens that the average waist size in the United States is about 40 inches. So it seems oh, there's a lot of people who are not going to be able to do this. This is like the ultimate, how did you know that your ride was designed in Japan and not America? This is it. Yes. <laughs> this exactly. is it. Exactly. <laughs> this is exactly what happened. Oh yeah. my gosh. Uh, I'm, sho I'm shocked that account. this made it this, this far. Like the park's going to open. Um, I can't believe that. You yeah. are excluding a huge volume of people that can yeah. enjoy this ride because of this limitation. I do think they will rush to get this fixed. I don't know if they can fix it by opening day. Yeah. Um, but this is just such a... That's horrible. This is such a whiff as far as planning for the launch in another market. Yes. Like, nobody flagged this. Nobody noticed this yeah. until the Wall Street Journal wrote an article about it. They, right. had, they had to have known and just been like, we're just going to look the other way. I don't, I don't but understand. But why, that. though? They, I don't know. They, they can't look the other way because now they have to fix it. And this that's going to no be sense. more, it's going to be more. This is like, like, this is like when we fit told you you were obese. Not you. Yeah. You, you in general. The general public. Yes. <laughs> uh, that was, that was something. Yeah. I don't, I can't believe that this is something that Nintendo let slide. I just really can't. Like usually they're so good about, I mean, they know how to do global stuff. Right. I guess theme parks is a new thing, obviously. But mm hmm, mm hmm or even Universal, like they didn't flag this. Is, is there other rides that exist that have this limitation, I wonder? I haven't heard of it. Um, I imagine every, I mean, there's there's probably always a size limit. You there's know, a height, height limit. Height. I usually am on the very <laughs> yeah. cusp of that. Right, but I imagine they're more forgiving than this. Right. Jeez. Yeah, must be this tall to ride. Yeah, it's Sometimes ridiculous. It's too little to yeah. ride the ride. Um, embarrassing. Oh, it's too bad. Uh, you wrote down, what is this? You wrote, you added something here. The, the, the Mario Kart trailer on SNL, the sketch. Well, we have a question in the Q&A about this. Oh, we do? So good, good segue, because that was our last news story. So okay. we'll just get into our questions. All right. From our Patreon subscribers. Uh, yeah, Saturday Night Live did a thing on Mario Kart with, uh, Pedro Pascal, aka The Mandalorian, aka Joel. From, from The Last, the, the of, last us. of Us. Yes. Uh, the question is from Brooke Obscura. SNL debuted, debuted a digital short this week, which was a trailer for, quote, Mario Kart in the style of the HBO series The Last of Us. Does NBC need to seek approval from Nintendo to use the IP in this way? If you were still working at Nintendo, would this be the sort of thing you might end up having to negotiate? If Nintendo is involved, would it be strictly Nintendo of America or would NCL be involved as well? For a company that values creative control as much as Nintendo, this feels antithetical to that ideology. Oh, sweet, sweet book. You innocent, innocent <laughs> child. No. The only reason this thing exists is because they do not have to ask Nintendo right. for permission. This is, falls under the legal, I think, the legal like statute of um, parody. So you're allowed to parody like public, you know, really public things, well-known things, um, as long as it... Uh, is clear that it's a parody, right. um, and we, we our legal team would educate on that uh, that you know concept for right. us all the time. But it's in contrast, another NBC show like The Tonight Show. If they wanted to do something, there's there's no end to the amount of paperwork that you need to right. put through legal and get signed and, and get, get signed yes. and get exactly. Yeah. So that's how these things can exist because obviously, if you approach Nintendo and said, "I want to do this apocalyptic Mario Kart," they're going to say no. They're going to say absolutely right. not. Or said, I want to put on El I want to put Elon Musk in a in a Wario costume and have him say crazy things. They're going to say, no. say no. Yeah. So they're right. not going to ask Nintendo at all because they know <laughs> Nintendo will say no. They're going to do it and they're going to fall under the parody. Right. Okay to parody 
legal statute. And what's the best thing? Well, I watched this trailer and I laughed. It's funny. Laughed and laughed, <laughs> laughed. But you know why I was laughing? I was not. I was definitely laughing because the trailer was funny. The trailer was funny. I also laughed because I am not at Nintendo uh, today. I'm here. It's funny because like there's like the phases of this. At first, it's like, oh cool, Saturday Night Live did something on us, and yeah. then you watch it and you're like, oh no. Oh, I have to explain this to like yes. somebody in Japan. There now. have already been several <laughs> emails and meetings for sure at Nintendo that have been. From Japan, explain yeah. this. What was our involvement? Did we have involvement? How did this happen? Please explain this to us. Why is Toad bisexual? Please tell me what is happening. Which um, also, to be fair, is also an email that we would get on certain stories from The, the Onion, Onion or Hard Drive. <laughs> hard drive certain yeah. things that are not real. Yeah, but this is real and they would they are going to be <laughs> so mad. They are so mad right now, you guys. So mad. And, I, and there's this particular person that used to be on our team that's very like... Um, this person is, I would say, is very like traditional uh, and very straightforward in his delivery of stuff. Uh -huh. And I think he, this person will be tasked to like give the update mm -hmm. and this person will deliver it in the best way possible. Like in the driest way possible, this person will say like, and then Toad said that he was bisexual <laughs> and Luigi was holding a shotgun to your face um, but this is all a parody like they, they would be the one delivering the news but um, it's gonna be awkward guys yeah and I'm really glad I'm not there <laughs> <laughs> it's all day it's an all day affair yeah. of chit chat around how could this have happened uh, but the other thing is uh, the, the, the parade of emails like have you seen this and were you aware of this? It's yeah. Like, yes, it's been my aware? life for the last 48 hours. Exactly. It's answering to ridiculous questions. What, from, does this, what does this mean for us? What, what, was, what, what was the mean? objective of this? What, was the objective? <laughs> what audience are you trying to reach with this objective? And remember, your answer is always going to be wrong, yeah. so don't bother. Um, oh, man. I was gleefully excited uh, last night when I was... Everybody that I knew sent me this trailer. They were like, you'll like this because you like Nintendo things. And I was just like, thank God I'm not there anymore to deal with the barrage of crazy emails. Yep. CC all. CC uh, everyone. Oh, gosh. And then it's going to be like literally 48 hours of absolute nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ale Alejandro is next. Hi, Kit and Krista with the whole eShop game vouchers accidental leak earlier this week. How do these mistakes usually happen? For example, like a missed approval or accidental button click, or is it usually even the stereotypical excuse of the intern making a mistake? Uh, I will say the Nintendo interns are phenomenal. And they're never going to make a mistake. They're not the, if there's a mistake, they're not it's the not ones the making one, it. not the one, not the intern. We had the best interns. We like, had the Best it is interns. like the, the quality of the Nintendo interns are more better. Is amazing. Are more better. <laughs> Mo better. <laughs> they more better than the employees themselves. No, the, the process of Nintendo hiring an intern yeah. was so much more involved. It was than Nintendo way hiring a full time employee. It was like way more rigorous. Yeah, somehow. I was like, how did I get through? I would never get. I would never get through this intern like yeah. this internal hiring yeah. process. Anyways, it's not the interns. So no. When this sort of thing would happen, it was, sadly, the reason was just human error. Human error, Somebody yeah. made a mistake. Usually it's something like, um, I was doing something on the website. In the, I was in the back end and I I accidentally I chose, clicked a button 
you I know? chose the wrong time or I got AM PM mixed up. Oh, AM PM got mixed up right. a lot. Or, or there was a time zone communication. Time zone communication was always hard. Like, we oh, live. This was Europe's time, not our time. Yeah, and usually Japan gives you like a global time and it was up to the global lead. I had to do this a lot for Smash where you write like the every region's time. Mm-hmm. And I just spent my whole life in that time and date calendar webpage, like converting time. Timeanddate.com. Sponsor I would, us. I would We've given you a lot of clicks over the years. I would check. <laughs> <laughs> they have a really handy like meeting calculator. Anyway, it's great. It's great. Yeah, it's a wonderful site. Um, I would like meticulously check the time because it's like you, you don't want to mess it up. Like you don't want to tell yeah. the web team the announcement goes live at like eight p.m. You know, eight a.m. Pacific, and like because it's a translated a, a time zone conversion right. from whatever time mm-hmm. Japan time. Right. It's scary because some countries do daylight savings. Some don't. You don't know when. Like it can get dicey. It can get dicey. Figuring out a time. Yeah. And sometimes you have to check, and then sometimes you have to like ask the other person, like, "Is this the right, right. time?" Can you double check? Double this? check, please. Yeah. So you don't. No, ask no judgment there. Yeah, we've, all, we've all been there. Right I definitely now. asked like many times. Mm-hmm. Like, Are you sure this is? Correct? <laughs> Can you just look at this? Just <laughs> <Let's> be sure. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it is absolutely human error. Uh, Cerulean Dragon is next. Hey y'all! The other day I went down the '90s Sega Wikipedia rabbit hole and read a bit about the disaster of the Sega Saturn. From my brief research, it seemed like part of the reason the console failed was due to an early and surprise launch, and that it was launched early even since the higher-ups were worried about, of all things, the Atari Jaguar, which ended up amounting to nothing. This got me thinking. At your time at Nintendo, was there ever a hardware or software launch the higher-ups were worried about that ended up being a total flop and amounted to nothing? Doesn't need to be as bad as the Jaguar situation, but I'm just curious. Thanks. I will say, like the beginning days of the 3DS, X, the three, uh, yes. the 3DS were a little dicey because I think beyond the gimmick of like the glasses-free 3D, there wasn't much in the way of like games and stuff like that for it in that first year or so, and it was pretty apparent that, you know, it was going to be a struggle. Um, it was like a total flop because it ended up turning itself around. Sort I don't of. think you're answering the question. Oh, okay, maybe I'm <laughs> was there was there a competitive launch that people got freaked out? Of? Oh, a competitive. So I'll go back launch. to raising my hand. Three syllables. Stay dia. Oh, people were worried about that. People were worried about. And that, I think yeah. you know, before that was getting announced, we knew like okay. Google's announcing like a console-ish yeah, thing. Yeah. They're gonna bake they they were announcing it at GDC it was gonna be this big reveal. That was right. kind of what we knew. And it was like, okay, if you told me that, that sounds like it's worthwhile to get worried about. Right, right. Because it's like, well, Google's got a lot of money. Yeah. And they could go out and, you know, buy games, buy developers, mm-hmm. yeah. buy exclusivity. And obviously it, it ended up being the least thing you needed to be worried about. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I don't I don't think it was foolish yeah. to be worried. I do think um, the other one was probably around like the mobile games for Apple. Right. Like in the early days of like the tablet and the iPhone, yeah. that was a big panic moment for Nintendo. I mean, it ended up being more than like Stadia or whatever. That was an industry-wide panic moment. That is an industry-wide it was panic like, moment. That ended up like settling into like, it just was part of it. It became part of the right. industry versus it be taking over the whole industry. Right. But yeah, people were like, consoles are dead. This is it. Yeah. It was Apple a, was taking over. The early 2010s. That was like bad. That was yeah. the pervasive thinking was like, well, it's over for these consoles. We're just going to play everything on an iPad now. Yeah. All this, these kids are never going to even know what a console looks like. Yeah. And um, it's great that that didn't happen. Um, you know, obviously we still have 
mobile games and they do their thing. And, and Nintendo like was like famous for like we're never putting our IP on a mobile device ever. Yeah. And then of and course then putting their IP right, on a right. mobile device. Yeah, I think I've told this story before, but there was an offsite that I went to. I don't think you went to this one where like somebody was giving a presentation. It was like the, the mobile generation. Uh, and they started it just playing this video of like a really young kid, like, I don't know, like three years old or something, like doing like really crazy stuff on an iPad. And the room just went silent. It was like pin drop silent. It was like, oh, we're screwed. <laughs> I just lost and my it's like, job. Yeah, well, an iPad's not hard to figure out. So, but, but yeah. people were, that was like really indicative of like, people were scared of that. People were really, really scared. Yeah. 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 Um, all right, this is a question that I think is better answered by you from Captain Alex. The Sonic Week podcast got me thinking. Now that we know Kit's disdain for Sonic comes from the way Sega Genesis was being marketed and therefore Sonic by proxy, I was wondering what your feelings were on Nintendo being a Universal Parks and Resorts property now. Universal has over the years had very similar marketing tactics to old Sega where Universal Studios was advertised as the edgier made for teens and adults park as opposed to their biggest competitor Disney being made for kids. Even as recently as this week, Universal Orlando was seen throwing a bit of shade at Disney on Twitter. Would Universal using Mario to throw shade at Disney put a bad taste in your mouth and would Nintendo have any power to stop them? Good I did, question. I did not know this at all. They do have like um, theme park wars, and really? the people that are like huge, you know, like D you know the 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 Disney like Club Thirty Three members do not mix with the Universal members, like their special club. So there is quite a bit of rivalry. I think if you're a super hardcore theme park person, were there a lot of big Universal people before they started like with Harry Potter and all these kind of big branded? I think so. Really, but. I wasn't one of them, so I was always a Disney girl, oh. um, and I think I do like Disney like much more than Universal, honestly, but um, I, I think I only got back into Universal because of Harry Potter, right. because that was something that I was so, like, I loved, you know, the Harry Potter IP, and Universal did such an amazing job bringing that to life, and, and I think that's where I saw, like, the value of what you can do from, like, what Universal can do, because mm -hmm. they at that point in... In the work that they were doing on on like the Hogwarts stuff, like that seemed like way ahead of what Disney was doing. Disney has since catched up because now they have the Star Wars thing and it's like yeah. incredible and every bit as good as what Universal is doing um, in theme parks. But yeah, I agree. Like I, I think it was like it's weird when they they have that kind of like weird rivalry with Disney because um, it's it is like reminiscent of like Sega and Nintendo. Hmm. Um, I would not like it if they did that and made Mario. Well, they couldn't use Mario without anti. Nintendo's consent. They, they, you can't make Mario like yeah. punch out Mickey Mouse. Like you can't do that. Are there any other? That would be bad. Does Universal do have a mascot of their own? Like like Disney has Mickey. Mm -mm. That's have the globe. That's it. That's really boring. That's See, that's what I'm saying. It's not like it's not built on the Universal brand. It's built on the other the things. movies that are in yeah. the park. Yeah. So when you think about Universal, Vin I, Diesel. Is Vin oh. Diesel the? There's a Fast and Furious ride that's really that's fun. That's what I'm saying. Is, is Vin Diesel the really mascot fun. for Universal there's a, Studios? There's a Vin Diesel projection in the Fast and Furious ride. Wow. That's very cool. Does he chant family at you? I hope so. <laughs> that should be the mascot. <laughs> we need a mashup of Vin Diesel, of, of the 50 Vin Diesel impersonators chanting family and Steve <laughs> Ballmer going wild on stage <laughs> just shouting Mario. <laughs> we need that. That's the next million dollar TikTok. <laughs> We're gonna start doing this. I saw a channel that does like TikToks or like YouTube shorts. 
Where you just do four it, it's for, random It's for things. people who have no attention at all. It's like in the top, you have the actual main content you're watching, and then you just cram into other quadrants, other things. So it's I like, think funny. we have soap cutting, we have kinetic sand, we yeah. have some mobile we have game. Like some, and then we have like, Food, cooking, whatever. Heads up, we are going to do this. We're going to try this. It's funny. It rocks is going to be our next million. Dollar baby? <laughs> it's not a dollar. <laughs> I don't have a million dollars from a TikTok. Jeez. Um, Casalist is next. Hi, Kit and Krista. You mentioned on a previous podcast that you would get to pre-play some of the games you were in charge of marketing. About how far from a game's launch would you play the new game? In another lifetime where you still worked at Nintendo, would you have already played or seen some of Tears of the Kingdom? Yes. You would have seen Tears Yes of the to what? You would have seen Tears of the Kingdom by now. If we work there now? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Even if it was just a video or a demo. Yeah. yeah. The, the, uh, we, did not, we did not see it before we left. No, we didn't see Tears of the Kingdom at all before we left. Um, but like the Treehouse team will give you demos of games, upcoming games, which was mm -hmm. always great. Sometimes the video connection was real bad though, so it would be like this really laggy like gameplay Well, fish. they closed the office, so they don't have to worry about oh, this Oh, that's anymore. right, that's right. No more of those. They just go to the treehouse and yeah. play it live. Good for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, we probably get the games two weeks in advance usually, sometimes a month. Well, we would get it, but in terms of like the first time you would see it yeah, or, have a, or see have a chance to play it, it'd be probably like, like Three or two four to, months? Two to three, two to four months. Two to four months, yeah. Yeah, and there the are some games, games that were really rare exceptions where you would see it. Like earlier. At an earlier point, but usually yeah. that two to four month mark yeah. for us. And then you would get like the final game, like probably two weeks before launch. Gotta have it done before it's, you gotta, you gotta beat it before it's out. gotta play it and beat it before it that's, comes that's out. That's the cool move. That's the yeah. cool move, yeah. Uh, Shuriken asks, Hello, Kit and Krista. In an episode, you guys mentioned that at Nintendo, only people who needed to know about a game for their jobs are told about a game's existence before it's revealed. I don't know how hands-on Reggie is involved with releases since he's the president and COO, but does he get to know about a game's existence early? If so, is it because he actually has work to do with said game or is it just a special privilege because he's the president? Uh, Reggie gets to do what he wants. Um, no, <laughs> he would definitely know about the lineup well into the future. Yeah, and that was because, you know, his job was not that he has to work on specific games, but he was looking at, like, the business strategy right. for the entire... 30,000-foot view of the business. Okay, someone was like, like, have you ever thought about 30,000 feet and how it's not really that many miles? So your view is actually, like, kind of, like, bad? Well, I think it's like you're in an airplane. I know, but it's a people say... I don't like that phrase. It's so stupid. That's, that's terrible business journey. But anyway, yeah, yes. that's what that's why Reggie would know about, like, right. the launch calendar, we called it. Very, very, very far in advance. Like, he knows what's coming up, and yeah. he can make the right business decisions right. and ask the teams to focus on certain things. And there's and so. a lot of uh, meetings um, that happen where it's, like, the leadership of all the regions get together, and they talk yeah. about big, big business topics. Yeah, the and, global business meeting. And they will review... The GBM. They will review the lineup and, yeah. you know, talk about all sorts of that. And there's all sorts of variations on that, yeah. on that meeting that different people would, would get to see. Yeah, you'll see, lineup. like, a roadmap of, yeah. like, what's coming up, um, and then you'll, you know, you'll slowly be able to understand um, if you're like one of the leaders of those departments, like when to start right. releasing that information to your team so they can do their right, job. And right. that's when we like would, you know, start to hear about it is when they start announcing it to the, the team. Yeah, so, you know, Reggie is not like making a website for a game, but he still has his own reason for knowing. Right. <clears throat> uh, this is a question that we got so many times oh, recently. Yeah. that, um, And this is a good one for you. Uh, we chose the one from Super Pistachio. 
Hi, Kent and Krista. What was your reaction to the fake, fake Grinch leak that came out <laughs> shortly before the release of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate? The leak was a blurry picture of the, quote, completed banner showing all characters in the game before the entire roster was revealed, which included Gino, Isaac, and the Chorus Kids. Was no one in Nintendo phased because everyone who was actually included or did those not in the know start freaking out? I think, well, very few people at Nintendo during the, you know, the Smash launch in the years after a fighter reveals knew what fighters were being revealed. That was like a group of people you can count on like one hand, basically. Um, but I think at Nintendo, people were pretty good about like, you know, just having a, a good sense of what is possible and what is not. And obviously this is so out of left field that it, it just wasn't, I don't think anyone took it seriously, I would say, even if you did not know what fighter was coming up next. And um, we certainly like got a laugh, I think, out of it because it was like clear that people were just so on edge and excited about these fighter reveals. And at that point, too, it was like, you know, that whatever fighter you revealed can never make everybody happy. So it was like anything to get like a laugh is like whatever, you know. Um, so that was sort of the mentality when all these sort of fake leaks would come out. We would just kind of be entertained by them. But I think even if you didn't know the fighter, who the fighter exactly was, you weren't like taking it seriously. Yeah, I, I don't think I noted anybody, whether they knew or not, being particularly worried about this. Right, Because right. I think everybody sniffed it out as fake. Exactly. So it was yeah. like, huh. It's just, it's just the next in a long line of, of fake leaks or made-up nonsense. Yeah. Like, let's get on with our lives. Yeah, and then it was just you just count the days between the fighter reveals. You're right. like, once we get this next one out, we'll have a week of reprieve, and then the fake stuff will come again, and you'll just <laughs> sit through it and laugh at right, it, and right. maybe you answer some dumb questions from people, but generally it was okay, and then you wait for the next review, yeah. and it was just like the sick cycle that we were in. This know? one did have, you know, perhaps the most discussion among fans though I think for, so. for whatever yeah. reason I wonder why it was that we again even for people who didn't know right sniffed it out as fake but a lot of fans just kept going back yeah to it. we were at that point we were like so tired of it too that we were like whatever believe what you want then right fine. yeah <laughs> that, that one in the Gino one the Gino one was like the oh, Gino was in people this. really riled yeah. up that like just really, Gino Isaac and the chorus kids yeah that I feel like that was the character though that got people really riled up yeah. in that fake leak so uh, all right, who is Bowser Jr.'s mom is next. Dearest Kit and Krista, there is a big gaping Ultra Street Fighter 4 shaped hole on the Switch. Street Fighter producer Yoshi Ono said if fans wanted such a thing, they need to bug Nintendo. Do you know what he means by this? Call me crazy, but I would have thought Capcom games coming to Switch was a Capcom matter. Is this weird concept a clue as to why some popular series remain oddly absent on Switch, such as Arkham, Tomb Raider, Tekken, or Soul Calibur? Uh, I really dislike it when developers or publishers do this. I'm yeah. like, we need to see a strong fan reaction before we can consider it. Or if you'd like to see this on yeah, the then Switch, you please, need to tell please us. make it known. Yeah, make it known. Right, like Persona, like for years. Don't rile people up. Like it wasn't on a Switch because like for some reason they were scared of doing it. Right. And they were just like, oh, we, we haven't, or we need to see more. We need to know. What else do you it's need like, to know? This is such a slam dunk. You have millions of people on this platform. You don't need to know, like, specifically know right. from, like, a tweet. You can just do it. 
Yeah, and like, these are all big franchises. I mean, at, at some point, there's there's always some element of risk to making a game or putting a game on a different sure. platform. But it's like, you can kind of do the math of like, well, these are big franchises that have been on Nintendo before. And yeah. the Switch is a huge install base. So it's not that crazy or wild. Right. Yeah. So it's like, it feels like a very easy business decision. So I don't know why even these sort of like medium, big pup, like big developers are reluctant sometimes. Right. Especially now that it's like such a known quantity yeah. too. Stop doing this. Uh, all right. Our last one is fun. And uh, this is a visual one. So I apologize to people who are listening to this. Mm -hmm. uh, it's from Zroid. Hi, Kit and Krista. When writing by hand, do you normally print or write in cursive? On a five-star scale, how would you rate your own penmanship? How would you rate each other's? Uh, also, show us a sample. So we, after oh. this episode is over, we are going to write Hi, something Hi, together, Zeroid. and we're going to put it into this episode. Okay. I think <laughs> Droid has very nice handwriting, and the cursive is beautiful. I yeah. was like, like, actually wondering the other day, like, do kids still learn cursive in school? Because Cursive I tried to write recently, and I kind of couldn't do it. Oh, I like cursive. I was like, whoa, whoa what, the, what do I do? Yeah. I like writing in cursive, but my normal thing is writing, is printing. Yeah. Um, I would say that I have actually very good handwriting. <laughs> I would give myself a five. A five? Yeah. Whoa! Do you not think so? Um, I think it's very good for yeah. five. Yeah. I think mine is a one. I think yours is a one. <laughs> handwriting is so it's bad. It's so bad. It's Sometimes really bad. Sometimes I can't really even it's always read been, it. It's always been bad. Whether in print or cursive, I don't know. I can't explain it. I mean, I also can't draw, so maybe it's just all oh, one and the connected, same. Yeah. Like I can barely like write a straight line. I don't think you can at all. I don't know. You can barely write your own name. When you start writing, like after you've written for a while, does your hand start to like hurt? I haven't written like a long thing in a long time. Could you like take notes on a piece of paper or something, or I don't know. My I hand just, doesn't hurt, but I again, I, maybe I'm not it's the like, way I hold. I never. I'm not like cool and ink. Like I'm not. <laughs> I'm not like writing like the next sonnet or something for like many hours in a day. I could, I guess. <laughs> Do you imagine that? Like when they had to write out all these documents? No! Like... Or the people that used to copy the manuscripts, uh... like the illuminated, man like that game that I played, that Pentiman game, that guy's job was copying man. manuscripts. That's really hard. That's rough. You don't think my handwriting is a five? I can't remember the last time I saw it in, in great detail. I remember it's good. But it's, it's between a four or a five. It's very good. I'm going to be watching. You can't take all day. I'm going to be watching you do this now. This this sample that Zoroid asked for. I'll write it right now. It'd be like, I'll bring it tomorrow. You're going to spend like all night like no, perfecting not. it. I can definitely write right. it for Zoroid. Good. Okay. That's all, all right. I, that's a lot of questions. Whew, that was a tough one. Handwriting. <laughs> That's the one that got me. Okay, we have to shout out our wonderful, beautiful superstars. Yes. So here we go. Aaron Hash. Ben Icorn. Maru Mayhem. Nygenverse. Jordan Collette. Kiss My Flapjack. Mike Chin. Mr. Rogers. Rain Tech. Roy Eschke. Switching it up, underscore. Safazon. The Shark Among Men. VGM Life. Link, the Hero of Winds. Angela Bycroft. And her pig Molly. Turbocharged Nerd. Thomas O'Rourke. Simon Barrera. Yes. Uh, one Up Club. Here we go. 
Aram Burgundy. Adam and Ansley. Jean Malari. Ale Alejandro. Alexandra Pratt. Astro Dev. Blazed and Enthused. Bookum Dano. Brad SF56. Brookie Kazooie. Bruce Dash. Chancellor Fairley. Christopher Lay. Cozy Tar. Captain Cinnamon Buns. Captain Alex. Sea Roper 17. Daniel Cole. Daniel Phillips. Daniel Valencia. Dachshund. Doo Doo Face. Dino Punch. Elite Peach. Esparts 50. Fart Priest 69. Furbound. Fernie and Jess Forever. Fox Deploy and his dog Bernard. Fred Rossi. Garrett Holfish. Gartooth. G Sun 101. Ian Shet. Uh, Israel Izzy. Jay Rando. Jabroni Jason Ball 34. Whoa. Oh, that's an error. It's Jabroni Jones and Jason Ball 34. Aha. Oops. Okay. JK99. JBJ. Jeffrey Hernandez. Jerry. 92602. Jesse Hernandez. John Responte. Jonathan Rowe. Jordan Hammerly. Jo- Joseph DeHaze. Joshua Clements. Juju Fruit. Julius Westenberg. Just Cam Tro. Kawa2796. Kelp Shake. Kevin Delane. Uh, Krisu. Christopia Party with me. Kyle Gamer Barry Rookie. Kyle Kretzer. Kyle LaBeouf. Kyler Nelson. Lenell Stickman. Lego My Frogo. Lima. Lil Sebastian. Lit. Mad Dog5981. Marky Man64. Matthew Wald. Mecha Dragon101. Megan. Michael Cravens. Michael White. Mikey. Monster Jordy. Motomania. Mr. Andy Palm. My Tran. Nazir. Nathan Burkhart. Panda Buns. Paul Gale Network. Piano Psychopath. Prime Factor. Prince Charmless. Raver. Ray Charon. Ryuji Utsuho Okuo. Renee Rivers. Ryoth One. RJ Kern. Rob Osborne. Renata Rex. Rox. Rianetta. Sam Newland. Sharif Jackson. Shinryu. Slowbro. Schmills. Shrews. Silly Ferret. Sparkling Salt. Spicy Munchkin. Starholt Productions. Steel's Trone. Tales of Link. Tefu. Thomas Alvarez. Travis Torline. Troopage. Tugs Puppy Bear. Tusku. Tyler Geist. Video Game Stupid. Virtual Bot. Wicked Davy. Will Ernst. Will Johnson. Zudiverse. Zelgaroth. And Zeroid. Whew, a year later, still an adventure getting adventure. through the one-up club. Was that the commas are in the wrong <laughs> I made a mistake, Jabroni sorry. Jason Ball 34 Jones. Sorry, That's not sorry. Your name at all. Gosh. Jabroni Jones, though. <laughs> Jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> that's Don't my, be a jabroni. That, that's one of my favorite ones. That that's is, a good one. That and Schmiggles. Yeah. I really like Those Schmiggles. Those are good. Um, all right. Anyways, if you want us to read out your funny name, join us today on patreon.com slash kittenkrista. There's a free trial right now yes, for check our, it out. Um, which tier is it again? First. First. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> and help us get to Japan because we want to show you all the secret things we did in <laughs> Kyoto. If you want to see secret things in Kyoto, help us get to Japan in July. Um, all right. Follow us on our other social media channels. We are on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, TikTok, and YouTube. If you are watching this on video, go ahead and subscribe to this Kit and Krista channel. If you are listening on audio, you can leave a five-star rating and also write a review. And that's it. That is it. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. 
Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.